This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up? Real MVPs, Ricky Widmer here, along with the one, the only, Brandon Swanee Swanson. Hey, hey, hey. Have not been able to say that in quite some time on this podcast. You may be thinking, guys, is this 2019? Because I have not seen this lineup on a PTP in quite some time. It's like the Obi-Wan Kenobi. I haven't heard that name in quite a long time. (laughs) Brandon, how does it feel to be back here on the PTP for our first NFL mock draft of the season? Yeah, it feels good, Ricky. Thanks for having me back and uh, not uh, completely casting me to the side and and out into the cold all by myself. I appreciate it. I know you won't get this reference, but it's like shun you like Jon Snow, send you to the Night's Watch. And then forget about you. Yeah, you're right. Um, I don't get the reference. Did, did not get that at all. But <laughs> welcome into our first NFL mock draft of the year. This is, to me, Christmas is one of the most exciting times of the year. But draft time is also the most wonderful time of the year. And we've already started the journey on the PTP earlier this week. The NBA one that Sean, Dave, and I did. Brandon and I are starting the NFL journey today of the mock draft, how we've done it in weeks past or years past is one way. We're actually changing things up a little bit for this year. So for this year, last year, we would have both given a mock. This year, it's pretty much I'm giving the mock. Brandon, I'm just bringing you in to basically be some analysis with me. So I'm just not talking to a camera in my room and then just basically being lonely the entire time. I need to talk to people from time to time. But before we get into the mock draft, make sure to check us out, patreon.com backslash most file podcast. If you like these mocks, want to see more of them, want to see more of the podcasts we do, that's how you help support us. And hey, $10 tier, you can join a podcast and talk to us about whatever it is you would like to talk about. But Brandon, let's get into it. We'll start one through 10. I'll go ahead and give my mock before we start. Number one, the Cincinnati Bengals. They're going with Tua Tonga Viola, quarterback out of Alabama. I think it's pretty easy for them. The Redskins at number two will then go Chase Young, edge rusher out of Ohio State. The Jets then go Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle from the Georgia Bulldogs. Number four, the Miami Dolphins. They have three picks. With the first one, they go Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, the quarterback out of LSU. Then the Falcons, they really wanted Chase Young, couldn't get him at five. So they're going to go Jerry Judy, wide receiver out of Alabama, and have three Alabama wide receivers on their roster now. The Giants will go Grant Delpit, safety out of LSU. Browns go with maybe a little bit of a reach, but they need some offensive line help. They'll go Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa, also Iowa Hawkeye fans. I looked on YouTube on how to say Tristan's last name. If I'm saying it wrong, correct me. Um, The Buccaneers at eight go with Justin Herbert, the quarterback out of Oregon. Broncos at 9 go Derek Brown, DT, out of Auburn. And then the Raiders, with their first pick, this one via the Bears, they're going to go with Jeff Okuda, the cornerback, out of Ohio State. And when I got to Jeff's name right there, Brandon, you do that thing where you saw me. I pulled up a video, and I was like, shit, how do you say that name? How do you say it? I hope I said it right. Jeff Okuda, I hope, is the way to pronounce it, but... What we're going to do for the top 10 at least, same thing we did 
for the NBA. We're going to go through each one, kind of look at each team, kind of talk about what they could do, as this is the first time we're looking at this teams or these teams. The Bengals are pretty much the hot topic, number one. Here's the question that I have for you about the Bengals, because for me, they were going to go with quarterback. I mean, you don't sit Andy Dalton unless you're going to draft a quarterback this year in the draft. Is it going to be Tua Tunga Viola, though, when we get to the draft in May or in April, or is there a chance Joe Burrow could be that quarterback? Like for you, which quarterback do you think the Bengals should be looking at? Or obviously they're going to scout both, but which one do you like better at this point? Tua or Joe Burrow. So let me say something that I thought was really interesting mm-hmm. is that so on Sundays getting ready for football and then to monitor my fantasy football team and yell at the TV later on in the <laughs> afternoon, I watch I really like to watch the Fox pregame show with Kurt Menefee, so heard ter- on that? Terry Bradshaw, yes, yeah. So he's on he he's on the earlier one. Yeah. And then this is um, Terry Bradshaw, Kurt Menefee, Howie oh, Long, God. Strahan, and yeah. Jimmy Johnson. So they went around the table. They had a little table discussion, mm-hmm. round table discussion, and Kurt Menefee said, okay, who would be first first pick in the draft? Who are you going with? Terry Bradshaw first said Chase Young. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else went quarterback. And everyone else said Justin Herbert. Wow. None of them. So not even Joe Burrow. None of them even mentioned Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. And when I think it was Menifee that brought up Tua, it was Howie Long that said, Tua's ankles worry me. Mm-hmm. So that is what makes this very interesting. Will other teams be saying the same thing? Mm-hmm. Because now back-to-back years, Tua has been outstanding. He's been yeah. very good. But he has had an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. And right now... He's still a game-time decision for Saturday's game mm-hmm. against LSU. Possibly the biggest game that Alabama plays all season long. Possibly. And if they don't make the playoff, which almost seems to be an unthinkable thing. Mm-hmm. And we all know, too, that the committee will put them in there for one reason or another. Even if they win or lose this game. Win or lose, they're still going to get in. Oh. Don't worry. But uh, I-, I thought that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. So now people would say, Brandon, what do you think? I think Tua is a very, very special talent. In my opinion, he's the first pick in the draft. So and that's for the, who we're going to hear and in if, April. And if the maybe not, okay. are the Cincinnati Bengals going to be the first pick in the draft? Let's say they are. Okay, who would you go with? Like Tua. So you're going Tua if you're the Bengals. Tua. You don't even give a thought to anyone else. Of course, you give a thought to somebody else. Okay. But you asked who I went with. Yeah, I would go with Good Tua. Point. Um, here's the thing that I like. I think this is going to be a hard decision. I'm actually shocked that they said Justin Herbert because it's not that I don't like Justin Herbert. I just, to me, watching his film last year, because I really dove into him last year when he was going to be a prospect before he pulled out, I was watching it and I'm like, wow, he reminds me a lot of Cam Newton. Like the way he runs, the way he throws the ball. Like I was getting a lot of Cam Newton vibe. I don't know. Like, if he would have came out last year, he would have been arguably one or two um, for quarterback. But I think with Tua, I think the big thing is, has he been tested so far at Alabama? Where the biggest test he's had is Clemson. But he hasn't been successful. Like, 
He hasn't been successful in that battle. Like losing last year to Trevor Lawrence, who was a true freshman, where it was basically Trevor Lawrence walked in and it was like, oh, you're the big man on campus? Flip his blonde hair. That's cute. I'm going to go and win this game. And like Trevor Lawrence lit the league up on fire last year. Of course, we're seeing a different Clemson, a different Trevor Lawrence this year. But Tua to me is he's got the arm strength. He doesn't rely on it. But is it because of just Alabama's really good? And would Tua be just as good if he was on a different team? Would they be winning as much if he was on a different team? I look at Joe Burrow, and I made this connection when I talked about him on this podcast about a week or two ago. I think we're going to have a similar situation we saw to Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, where Tua is the Sam Darnold of this draft. Joe Burrow, I think, is the Baker Mayfield. And when I say that, many people weren't thinking Joe Burrow at the beginning of the year. Now he's at the top of many people's big boards. So neither of them are good? Neither of them will be good. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean I'm, trying to, I'm trying to draw a little conclusion there, I'm, and uh, the I, conclusion is they both suck. I'm speaking draft-wise, where Sam Darnold, everyone, when we were talking those five quarterbacks, everybody was like, well, Sam Darnold's the best quarterback in this draft. Even when Baker, like, not even Baker going number one, even when it was like Josh Rosen may be number one, everyone would say, well, Sam Darnold's the better talent, but they'll probably go with Rosen. Josh Rosen, number one. Were those people smoking some bad well, crack? we were all smoking some crack back then. I wasn't. Brian's like, I never liked him in the first place. No! Um, but that's what I think. Tua is the one where people are going to go, oh, he's the better talent. Joe Burrow is going to be that guy that grinds and has that chip on his shoulder, just like Baker did. And he's going to probably grind, too. Like, that's why there's a discussion of who should be number one. The only thing this year is where does, like you said, where does Justin Herbert fit in? Because Justin Herbert's not the Josh Allen. It's not like he's from bumfuck Wyoming and it's like, oh, he's really good, but nobody watches his games. It's not like he's the Josh Rose. Like, yeah, he plays in the Pac-12 like Josh Rosen, but he's completely different to Josh Rosen, where... I almost, I almost wouldn't be surprised if Burrow and Herbert went above Tua, but I don't think that's going to happen. So with Tua, I know you said that the only real mm-hmm. test that he has had is Clemson, and I would disagree with that. I mean, I think he's tested, uh, in, in the years that he's had, he's been tested certainly by, he was tested against Georgia mm-hmm. uh, in the in the national championship game a couple of years back, and, and I think that that's... I mean that's that's legitimate. I mean mm-hmm. it wasn't a full game for him, but it was a second half. Where, You're talking the one he walked in and won it. Yeah, and and, and he didn't just you know throw one pass and mm-hmm. it was a miraculous pass. The pass he did throw was, yeah. but he 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 brought them that mm-hmm. championship because of the second half that he had. Yeah, and then he's had a couple of you know now games against. I understand Clemson, Georgia, mm-hmm. LSU. Hopefully he'll be playing in the game this weekend for another one against LSU. So he has had some tests, uh-huh. uh, and I and I get it that you know, but you could say that about every one of these quarterbacks that you look at and you go, okay, well, how many good teams are they playing every single week? And we know it. I mean, in the NFL, mm-hmm. you're playing an NFL team every single week, just yeah. as we we saw last week. The 
when when we saw the Jets game and the and the Dolphins game, it was a it was a, a game between who wanted to be a bigger loser uh, at the end of it, and it came out to be the Jets. It, it, it's like the Dolphins still have very very good talented mm. NFL caliber players who are being paid millions of dollars to go out onto that field and win. Mm-hmm. So that's different. That is different than what you get in college where you know playing Mercer is nowhere even close mm-hmm. to playing LSU. Yeah. And I understand that playing the Dolphins is nowhere close to playing the Patriots, mm-hmm. but their talent they still have NFL caliber talent. Those mm. guys made it there for a reason. For Mercer and LSU or Mercer and Alabama, come on. I think this quarterback race is going to be interesting going forward. And if the Bengals are number one, it's going to be basically who are they going to go with? And it's going to be, is it going to be everyone what we expect them to do? Like we expected the Browns. Hey, go with Darnold. Like, Darnold, there was even some people like me that were like, no, go with Saquon Barkley. Could you imagine if the Browns actually listened to me and went Saquon Barkley and then a quarterback at four? Like, they would have been fine. They would have also had Saquon. But I mean, Nick I, I thought, I, thought I was in this that same were you? boat. I can't remember. I, I thought I was. Then I don't we know. both I'd, were. I'd have to go back and look at the tape. But the thing I want to do to move on is the next team in the Redskins. This is... To me, a it was an easy pick, but a hard pick. Because if the Redskins are at two, the question I'm going to ask you is, right now, the three biggest needs that this team would need in the offseason is somebody to block for Dwayne Haskins and just the offense in general, a cornerback, or a pass catcher. Or a new quarterback. Or a new quarterback. I know you really don't like as Dwayne we Haskins. know. We have uh, we have a, a, a joint uh, Redskin, Redskins Madden is not real franchise, life, uh, and, and it's Brandon the Redskins and Dwayne Haskins. Haskins. Madden needs to either adjust some ratings <laughs> yeah. there or whatever because he sucks in that game. But he actually mm-hmm. did have a a better game against the Bills. I don't think he turned the ball over. Mm-hmm. They still lost by uh, plenty, twenty six to nine, uh, so seventeen points. But you know, I think that for the Redskins, because I have a question for them that I wanted to throw your way. Oh, okay. I thought you. I thought you. Never if, mind. If Go you're on. the Redskins, because to me this was, if I'm sitting here making the pick, it's an easy pick in my mind. Chase Young, you take the best talent available. He's a pass rusher. Get after the quarterback. But then there's a thought that enters my head. Is if you're the Redskins, do you try to do what John Lynch did back when Mitch Trubisky was drafted? Try and fleece a team? Do you, and here's, I'm going to set up the situation. Do you try to get, let's say the order is what it is right now. Do you try to get the Dolphins to give you the fourth, and I'll say the 25th. I'll go with their third of their first-round picks. They got three of them. Do you try to get two of their first-round picks, the four, and then either right now it would be the 17 or the 25. I'll say the 25 because that one may be more manageable. Do you try to get two of those first-round picks to get the Dolphins to move up for a quarterback 
just like the Niners did when the Bears needed a quarterback. And then if you're the Redskins, yeah, you're moving down from two to four. But even if the Jets take Chase Young, you didn't really need an edge rusher. Then a guy like Andrew Thomas is there for you. That's a bigger need. And then later on in the draft, when you get to 25, you can hit either an edge rusher or maybe a wide receiver, maybe a cornerback that's there. What do you do if you're the Redskins? Then, then can I ask you a question? I don't mean sure, this to be to be rude. Go ahead. Then why did you put Chase Young there for them? Because if I am picking at number two, I'm taking BPA. I'm taking the best player available. But that doesn't make any sense. Okay. And and, and I'm not saying for you. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that would make no sense for the Washington Redskins, a team that's really struggled not only this year but for a number of years now. Mm-hmm. Um, they shouldn't be p- taking the best player available. Mm-hmm. They should be taking the best player available at the position that they need the most. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the positions they need the most, if not the position they need the most, is offensive line. Okay, They're horrible. So you're saying take Andrew Thomas at number two, even if Chase Young is there? I would. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't need Chase Young. Mm-hmm. Chase Young is not going to win me games. Because they're edge rushers right now. They have Jonathan Allen. They take... Montez Sweat was a guy they took last year. And then they also got, obviously, Ryan Kerrigan, who's their big veteran um, on the outside of that linebacker court. That offensive line needs help Mm -hmm. because what's going to win you games is your quarterback. And right now your quarterback doesn't have, well, one, any weapons. Brandon's like, I know. I play play with them in Madden. It's frustrating. (laughs) You have no time. I think we're the most sacked team in the Uh league in, in the game. And it's not us. You know, we we are doing our very best uh, to to be good in that mm-hmm. game. But but on a serious note, they need more help on the on the line. Mm-hmm. They need more help in opening up some holes for their running backs to go through. Now, Adrian Peterson's been having a couple of good games lately, mm-hmm. uh, getting over a hundred yards. But he's doing a lot of that on his own. Yeah. And then you look at Dwayne Haskins, and the, and the poor the poor fella needs some time, mm-hmm. and he needs some help. I mean, he's a young guy. He's He's going to take some some more developing, and he's going to take some more time in his reads and and things like that. So you need to have more weapons on the offensive line. I mean, look at mm-hmm. the amount of money, and and I don't know. I think you said you were watching the game on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I was. Was that they did a they did a stat, and I can't remember the stat exactly that came up for the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. where the Dallas Cowboys have put so much money mm-hmm. into their offensive line. But it's one of the best in the league. Yeah. Most of the money that the Dallas Cowboys pay their players so good. is in their offensive line. Most yeah. of the money locked up in their players is the O-line. Mm-hmm. And that's why Zeke is so good. That's why the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott are able to be so effective mm-hmm. on play-action pass because there's actually time to play action and uh-huh. then pass and be able to find somebody down the field mm-hmm. with some time. It's that offensive line. And I don't want to take anything away from Zeke or Dak. They're great players, yeah. but they're better because of that O-line, guys like Zach Martin, etc. And that's what the Redskins need right now mm-hmm. to be able to protect their quarterback and open up some holes for their running backs to be able to make some plays and win some games. And that's why in this situation, I mean, I could, let's be honest, I could have done trades. This is my mock, but usually I kind of... I reserve trades until later on. You do on trades in the year. later on where it's like, the picture starts to. Exactly. Yeah. This early, it's like even doing this mock, it was like as we get later in the mock, it's going to be like, well, 
really they could go this, but it depends on like, oh, this person may leave, Absolutely. but is he going to leave? Or what do they get in free agency? That yeah. Like, it, it plays itself out. It's why I like the NFL better than the NBA in the sense that I always feel like free agency be, should come before the draft. Whereas in the NFL, you go through free agency, you get your pick of the veterans, and okay, my lineup is pretty set. Where do I fit in these rookies? Where the NBA is completely different. Let me draft the rookies and then hope I get the free agents that I want to go get. Um if I'm the Redskins, if I would have put I would have put a trade in here if I did trades, because if I'm the Redskins and I'm number two, I'm calling up the Dolphins. I'm saying, hey, you need a quarterback, even if I had to lie to him and say, and I'm gonna say like John Lynch, because although I wasn't in the room, I'm gonna be completely honest. Nobody was fucking calling him for that pick. Whatever he told the Bears about teams calling him for that pick to get Mitch Trubisky, nobody was calling him because nobody wanted Mitch at the top. I know how Sean and it was Sean and Dave were like, oh, but remember, everyone was high on Mitch. I was high on Deshaun Watson. I He was the top of my board quarterback-wise, um, and I'm going to hang my hat on that until the day I die. But <laughs> It'll be on your tombstone. Pat- I was high on Deshaun Watson. Patrick Mahomes wasn't even in my first round, though. But, hey, sometimes you get shocked. I'm the Redskins. I'm calling the Dolphins trying to get two of those first-round picks. And if I'm the Dolphins, maybe they do it because, hey, they really need a quarterback. And if they like Herbert, if they like Burrow, whichever one they like, they can get that. Then even if the Jets take Chase Young, Andrew Thomas is there at four. I can get then Andrew Thomas at four, and then let's say I'll still use the 25th pick just because I think it's a more reasonable package. Then at the 24th pick, I can get maybe a cornerback. I can get a wide receiver that I really like. I could then go BPA if I really want and get an edge rusher if I feel like I need it. So, I mean, the Redskins could be a prime team this year where we talk about them trading that pick rather than going ahead and picking it and, like you say, making the dumb move by going with BPA that they just don't need at this point. Let's move on to the Jets, though. If you are the Jets, obviously pass rusher is a big need. Is this a no-brainer? If Chase Young's off the board and a quarterback's off the board, is Andrew Thomas the guy you go with? Is their main priority should be either Chase Young or protecting Sam Darnold. Should that be the process of elimination for the Jets with their top five pick? I, I would say yet again that with for the New York Jets, there's there's two ways that I look at the Jets. Or that, is this a that, Jerry that, Judy sighting? I was just okay. going to say this is the way that I look <laughs> at the Jets. You either need to add someone else to that offensive mm-hmm. line or you need to add another weapon for Darnold to throw to. Yeah. That is simple for me. So well, Robbie Anderson's their leading Robbie receiver. Anderson is their leading yeah. wide receiver. Even though I think Jamison Crowder is a close uh-huh. second if he maybe isn't first because yeah. he gets more looks, I think, than Anderson. But mm-hmm. Anderson just has more bigger plays. Yeah. But for the Jets, I mean, they they go out and they sign Le'Veon Bell, three-year, $60 million deal in the offseason. And they then almost, almost trade him. Trade him. Then almost trade him, but great minds think alike. <laughs> they do. That's very true. But here's the problem, though, is that Le'Veon Bell. He's a great talent. We know it. Yeah. He's gone over to the Jets, and his numbers have just plummeted. Mm-hmm. Plummeted. He can't get any space. Yeah. They're not using him the same way because Darnold doesn't know what to do because he doesn't have any time. Mm-hmm. Everyone's covered. I mean, it's it, 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 it is a mess. You want to know what the problem York. is? 
You know who their OC is, right? Dow Loggins. You know how he works so well here in Chicago. <laughs> That's why he's not here anymore. Yeah, exactly. So well, we just we just let him go to better pastures. He's an Adam Gase guy. He follows Adam Gase wherever he goes. And Adam Gase, um, not that good of a coach. Yeah, maybe not a good head coach. Should be an OC kind of a thing. I, I I think we're starting to see that the Dolphins were able to tell the Jets, hey guys, mm-hmm. good for you for getting a new head coach, but. We tried it, not yeah. good. But 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 again, getting back to to the Jets mm-hmm. and their needs, I I really think that when you look at them, though, I, I want to say offensive line, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I also want to say, okay, let's go through all the options for Sam Darnold to be able to throw to Le'Veon Bell out of the backfield, Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder, mm-hmm. Quincy and Nunwa when he's healthy. Herndon. Uh, and uh, Herndon, the tight end. Mm-hmm. Those are underwhelming at very best. And they even traded for Demarius Thomas. I mean, he's technically on the roster. You know how sad? I don't even <laughs> yeah. think of him. Exactly. Exactly. He's so, technically on the roster. <laughs> and he has he's gotten there. catches. Mm-hmm. But this is a roster offensively that is so, so sad. Yeah. And it needs some life. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people thought, okay, Sam Darnold, there's the life. And then it was like, mm, he's okay, but we need a little bit more. We need to get him some weapons. Mm-hmm. So then they go out and they get Le'Veon Bell. All right, now we've got some life. We've got Darnold <laughs> and we've got Le'Veon Bell. And now Jets fans are going, hmm, hmm. Maybe we have to wait till week 10 for that life to come, but mm-hmm. it's not coming. And I, I think that that's where the Jets, you said the name, Jerry Judy is an outstanding option, a great receiver, and a, and a guy who w- could very much make a difference on this team as another electric weapon for Sam Darnold to be able to go to, and another guy that you can create some really good schemes with him. I mean, you can mm-hmm. do some stuff in the backfield with Jerry Judy. I mean, you can get him some jet sweeps. You can do all that type of stuff. He's, in my opinion, he's very Calvin Ridley-esque okay. and, um, to, to, to me, but uh, and I think Calvin Ridley is very, very good, too. Uh, and they all are from Alabama, so it just <laughs> all. It's like, um, but Well, it's the same kind of receiver there. It's just all the same. Wide, wide receiver, <laughs> you. Um, but uh, I think I think USC might get mad at you for that one. I think they call themselves wide receiver, you. Yeah, when have they been freaking good lately? <laughs> you can only be if you want to call yourself wide receiver, you. You have to be good. Yeah, I think they're wide receiver, you, and then UCLA calls themselves linebacker, you. Even though I know Alabama is running back, you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're pretty much everything, you. Yeah. At this point, but uh, so again, for all people that might be out there going, Brandon, uh, you're. Com- Completely wrong. Good, good thing you brought that up. I want the people at home count the Alabama players in my first round right now because there's a lot of them. There are like when we get to the end of my mock draft, there are going to be a ton, a ton of Alabama players. Which I'm going to hear live on the podcast. Um, commend you, Brandon Swanson. As uh, you're looking at the logo right now. Um, Brandon up until this point. So our camera is a DSLR camera. So that means it's stupid. It's not stupid. It's a really nice camera. Um, But it only can record in 30-minute 
intervals and then it stopped and we got to get up and restart it. Um, and I never had taught Brandon like what to actually do and what to touch so that um, if I'm talking, like he could go up and do it. And if he's talking, I can go up and do it. Um, but kudos to Brandon every single time so far on this podcast or what's your fantasy. I even had to get up once. <laughs> I was even looking. I'm like, okay, while Brandon's talking, I'm going to see. We're getting close to it. And Brandon doing a phenomenal job here on the podcast. Um, but what I was saying with the Alabama players is I've got a ton of them. So when we get through 32, I will then say how many I have. But at home, I want you counting along. Jerry Judy to me is just an interesting one because you brought him up. I'll bring this up. Is I could see the Jets taking him. I could see the Dolphins taking him if they don't go quarterback for some reason. I could see the Falcons taking him. I could see the Giants taking him. Browns probably not. I could see the Bucks taking him, the Broncos taking him. Like he's a guy where when we get to April, I don't know where he's gonna be for sure. I don't know if he's gonna be where we think he's gonna be, or if he's gonna be a prime candidate of oh. These teams don't really need the wide receiver, or don't value the wide receiver that high on their on their war big boards. So he's the one that just goes boop and falls a little bit. And it's like, oh, I thought he'd go four or five. Oh, but he went six or seven instead. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a that's a guy that 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 could happen only because depending on where which teams are where mm-hmm. and what their need. Their greatest need ends up being because this order is obviously going to change. It will. It, <laughs> it, I mean, it, it it definitely will. Maybe not significantly, mm-hmm. but um, it will. Who knows? The Falcons might find yeah. themselves at number one because they seem really good at well, losing I mean, consistently these days. All top five teams have well, everyone except the Bengals. Bengals have no wins. Um, two through five all have one win. You've got six through eight all have two wins. So right now. We're kind of congested a little bit, and hopefully this thing kind of like spreads out as the bad teams start playing each other. Like the Fertility Bowl, which will be the uh, Bengals versus the Dolphins of who wants to lose that game um, for a higher draft pick. But yeah, the Jets to me are a team where I went with offensive line only because it's like protecting the quarterback is so important. But it makes sense. I mean, and they need But it. like they could all, like Jerry Judy was one where I'm like, I could see him going here. That leads into... The Dolphins. And I've got a dual question for you. Sure. The first one, this is kind of the opposite side to the Redskin question. If you're the Dolphins in this situation and you have the fourth pick, the 17th pick via the Steelers, and the 25th pick right now via the Texans, do you think about jumping the Jets to go to two to get the quarterback that you want? thinking that maybe someone's going to try to trade with the Redskins to get a quarterback? Or are you a team that goes, whatever, if someone trades for a quarterback, there's enough of them here that I'm going to get a quarterback here at four? See, and I think that that's what they would probably do. Um, because mm-hmm. the Dolphins, they've been they've been aggressive. They just need bodies, and, and, is what you're saying? They've been aggressive in terms of stockpiling these draft picks. Mm-hmm. And I think that they have gotten, obviously, three in the first round. I think they're going to be content being there at four, mm-hmm. where, okay, they're not going to get maybe, and I don't even want to say the number one quarterback, depending on who it ends up being yeah. and what they go with, but if 
if their last if their final two options were between Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, I don't think you're losing there. Mm-hmm. I really don't. So if you have them uh, going and drafting Joe Burrow, I don't think that that's going to be a bad thing. Joe Burrow has exploded this season. Mm-hmm. Exploded this season. He's been outstanding. The the amount of games where he's had 300 yards, five touchdowns, six touchdowns, you know, not turning the football over and mm-hmm. LSU has been a absolute dominant force this year. And this is one of the first years that uh as a as an Alabama fan, I'm really worried for Saturday. And I would be worried even if Tua was completely healthy because LSU looks really good. Do you think LSU gets the win? I'll just ask you right here on the podcast. If, if, Tua, you, if, if you had to put your money on it, which one are you putting your money Tua on? If Tua does not play, uh huh, I think LSU wins. What if he does? I think Alabama does. Okay. I so think it's t- kind t- of that t- a- Tua is a huge factor mm-hmm. when it comes down to it. Huge factor. I can't wait for it, though. It's going to be good. I I, I do like, though, um, with the Dolphins right here, Joe Burrow, that's it. And they need it. We all know that Rosen's not going to be the guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, We knew that from his time in Arizona. Uh, Certainly when I say we, I mean myself. Um, He's just, he's not panned out. And, you know, Fitzpatrick's going to be going to be done here soon they're going with the quarterback he'll be he'll be the starter the starter next season so here's the other side to it the second question i was going to ask you and before i ask you i'll kind of give my thought on it is the dolphins have three picks first off both of their quarterbacks that they have right now are locked up for next year they have ryan fitzpatrick on contract for five and a half million next year they got Josh Rosen for two more years after this at two two million and two point eight million. And I know what you're saying, Ricky. They could easily cut Ryan Fitzpatrick. They could eat that cap hit that they would take, or they could also trade Josh Rosen for a second rounder, third rounder, like the Cardinals did. But depending how this draft plays out, my mock played out a certain way, where obviously Chase Young was off the board. Andrew Thomas was off the board. We need a quarterback. I'm going to go ahead and take one. And just Joe Burrow, it's a competition next year between you and Josh. Whoever wins the job wins the job. However, let's say what you were saying kind of plays out. Let's say the Redskins shock us. They go with Andrew Thomas. So I'll kind of over on the other side really quick. So you have said to this point, to a number one. Then you threw out Andrew Thomas to... The Redskins, and then you threw out Jerry Judy to the Jets. That means Chase Young is there at four. There could be a situation where the Dolphins and Andrew Thomas is available, a Chase Young is available. Hey, we're not going to go quarterback at four. We're going to go with a Chase Young. We're going to go with an Andrew Thomas because guess what? We got 17 and 25. To either take a quarterback then or do what we've seen so many other teams do. Hey, we're going to move up in the draft. We're going to use those other picks. We're going to use one of those other picks and some of our later picks to move up in the draft. So the thing I would ask you is like if you're 
the GM of the Dolphins, are you hell-bent on taking a quarterback at four? Or because you've stockpiled these picks, are you going to say, hey, if Chase Young's there, we take him. If Andrew Thomas is there, we take him. Because maybe I can move up in the draft to get a Justin Herbert or a Jalen Hurts. Or, hey, there's a possibility a Jalen Hurts or Jake Fromm is there at 17, and we go ahead and get that because we still have Josh Rosen and Fitzpatrick on the roster for this year. Is it a for sure that the Dolphins are going to go quarterback with their first first round pick in this year's draft? I think it should be. Okay. I think it should be because I don't I don't dislike Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a bad quarterback, but he's not a he's not the, going to be their franchise quarterback. He's not the future. We know it. Yeah. But neither is Rosen. Mhm. Neither is Rosen. You're saying I mean, Rosen was a nice experiment, but it's not going to work. It hasn't. Okay. I mean, it hasn't because he's not starting. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brian Flores, the team of the crappy, crappy, the head coach of mm-hmm. the crappy, crappy uh, Miami Dolphins has come out and said yeah. that Ryan Fitzpatrick gives us a better chance to win. But are you trying to win games at this point? But, That's my question. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't think that a team goes out there and tries to lose. We live in the era of the tank, Brandon. You're talking the sport. NBA. You're talking no. Sport. You're talking the NBA. We had the well. We even like we even had the suck for luck when the Colts were going to get a quarterback. So like, there's examples of fans and tanking in every sport. It's just prevalent. Well, it's easier. It's easier in the NBA. Um, and also the lottery then fucks you. It's. <laughs> the Dolphins have to go with a quarterback. Mm-hmm. They have to. Well, the Dolphins really have to go for with every position. First, but with their first the, pick of the draft. Absolutely. Okay. They do. In my mind, yeah. you have to. Because to get this franchise on track, you need the franchise guy. You yeah. haven't gotten him yet. You mm-hmm. don't have him currently. It's you why need the to Browns draft them went now. with Baker and didn't go with Saquon like we said. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, also, I'll look at it this way then. Because the Dolphins, we're not going to take a look at them with their other picks. Um, I wanted to just kind of lump those all in right now. In your mind, so you're going quarterback with the fourth overall, 17 and 25. In your mind, what should the Dolphins do with those other picks? Should they try to trade up for somebody? Should they use those strategically? Should they, because one of the things I talked about was um, on a past podcast is do they try to get a guy like Jonathan Taylor who could be available? They might need a running back. Do they just go, hey, we need offensive line and edge rusher, and we're going to go quarterback, offensive line, edge rusher, whoever's the best available there. What do you think they do with those other two picks? So I like where you have what the, what you have them doing mm-hmm. with the 17th pick and going Jonathan okay. Taylor because they do need a running back. Mm-hmm. And that's an that's another thing that's been hurting them. Not only do they need a running back, but they need to have someone in there that knows how to effectively use the running back. Mm-hmm. Kenyon Drake was just grossly underutilized at Miami. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. But he was with Adam Gase. He has been with Brian Flores. And now clearly he finds himself in Arizona in his first game with the Cardinals. He goes off against yeah. a... 49ers defense that's supposedly supposed to stop everyone in the run, and they didn't. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand really what the problem is there in Miami uh, because they have too many to understand one fully. But Jonathan Taylor, I think, is a really great pick there. 
my other thought is, okay, they traded Minka Fitzpatrick to the Pittsburgh Steelers earlier this season. Mm -hmm. I think that leaves a hole there. On the defensive side, how do you fill that? Yeah. How do you fill that? Who's a guy that you're looking at that could possibly take and, and fill the Minka Fitzpatrick role that maybe isn't on the team already, mm-hmm. most likely isn't on the yeah. team already, that could be able to to take his spot, step in uh, into those shoes and, and, and fill the Minka Fitzpatrick spot? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's interesting because it depends on which pick you want to hit with that. Um and just to, I'll say I'm here because I don't know, Dolphin fans, since we're not talking about all of them um, in the other segments, the two picks that I had for the Dolphins at 17, as Brandon said, um, I had them go with Jonathan Taylor. And then with the 25th pick via the Texans, I had them go with Yatur Gross uh, Matos. I hope I said that right. Um, edge rusher from Penn State. And it's like if you're looking for, because with Minka Fitzpatrick, you'd be looking for more of a safety over yes. a cornerback, right? Yes. So, I mean, if you're looking for more of a safety in that position, in my mind, it depends on where you want to attack that need because there's a possibility. Now, he didn't fall for me, but he could be there um, potentially at 17, as in Isaiah Simmons, where really the big thing with him is what position is he going to play at the next level? Because right now he's kind of like that outside linebacker safety kind of a hybrid type of player where it's like he can play um, outside linebacker, he can rush the passer, but also he's good in coverage and can also stop the run with tackles for loss. So it's really what are you going to use, what is your going to be your plan for him? Or if you're going to go later with the 25th pick, again, another Alabama player, Xavier McKinney, their safety, could be a guy that you kind of go with if you're looking at it, because if you're the Dolphins, if you're not going to go with safety with the fourth overall pick because you're going quarterback, there's no way you're getting a Grant Delpit unless you're trading up for him and using both of those picks that you have in the first round to trade up for him, which I just don't see them doing. But I also like Jonathan Taylor. This is a special mm-hmm. running back. Yeah. I think people have known that for a long time, and he's been having an outstanding mm-hmm. season with Wisconsin. Yep. And, and I think that... Uh, you know when you when you look at this, uh, you know he seemed to when Wisconsin. It's really crazy because he seemed to be getting so much recognition when Wisconsin was mm-hmm. was uh, winning. And I don't want to say that they're not still winning, yeah. but they've well, had Illinois and then Ohio State until the fighting Illini. Uh, they did not. They have not been winning then. But uh, but he's still Jonathan Taylor is still doing an outstanding mm-hmm. job. I think this is going to be a very 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 special running back coming out of there. And if the Dolphins were to get him, I'm sure they'll uh, mightily uh, misutilize him. So mm-hmm. I almost hope they don't. But that would be a guy if he's there you go for him because mm-hmm. the dolphins I, defense is huge yeah defense is huge but we've even seen the the the, the tampa bay buccaneers be able to win without one mm-hmm. and they it's because they have so many offensive weapons and they're really not doing it from the running back position that hasn't been their forte but maybe they're starting to and as a uh, um head coach whose name escapes me um is able to Say that Ronald Jones is going to be the oh, Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians, yeah. I, I don't know. I just for a I second, pictured for a second. I couldn't. I didn't hear what team you said. I and pictured I was like, him. Flores. No, I pictured, pictured him, but I, but I, I, I couldn't think of his name. <laughs> Clearly Bruce not Arians. that important. But he named Ronald Jones the starter. But not important. A uh, little bit of a tangent there. But 
they have wide receivers for days, mm-hmm. you know, with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and then you've got uh, Cameron Bray, and OJ Howard if they ever used him. Mm-hmm. But that's a team that's not that great defensively, yeah. but has a lot of offense. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins need to focus on being able to do one thing on something on one side of the ball. Offense, I think, is where they should be uh, putting most of their focus with, and that would make sense if they go quarterback mm-hmm. and then with running back. Well, let's move on to the fifth pick. I'm going to let you talk about this one because this is one that I talked very recently on the podcast about what they could do with a top five pick. So go ahead and check that out. I'm just going to leave because none of my opinions have changed from that video, but I want to hear what you have to say with this next team the Falcons. How I kind of laid it out is they have a ton of needs. Their first big one is pass rusher. Their leading sack artist right now, if you can even call it that, has a sack and a half. Oof. That's what it says on NFL.com. Oof is what they wrote in the article after that. They can go with edge rusher. They can go with a DB because Keanu Neal has now suffered an injury for two straight years. They can go with an offensive lineman because they need to help protect Matt Ryan or They could also go for wide receiver help. I chose wide receiver help because I think going for a Tristan Wirfs would be a reach at this point. They could have went with Delpit. I just, to me, went offense over defense there. And really, there's no edge rusher available if Chase Young isn't there for the Falcons at five. What's your thought with the Falcons? What do you do at five? Who's the guy that you're looking for? What's really this first pick? Or do they need to just tank so that they get into a position to where they can get Chase Young? Or do they have to trade up to get to him if they can't? So this is where for the for the Falcons, and I and I really do love Jerry Judy. He's mm-hmm. a he's a speedster at six one. He's really outstanding. He makes a lot of plays. He's able to go and get mm-hmm. the football. I mean, if you throw it up there, as Tua has numbers of times, he does it to Jerry Judy, he does it to Henry Ruggs, he's done it to many guys before him. Mm-hmm. Um and in Alabama quarterbacks yeah. have done it to to guys before him. It, um He's a great talent. Mm-hmm. He'll go get it for you. And he makes big plays. He will electrify any offense. Mm-hmm. The Jets would love him. I do, though, with the Falcons and looking at the roster, at how they've been this year. So I don't think, I don't, I really don't think anybody, and, and a lot of times people say, I don't think anybody, and there's clearly someone, mm-hmm. but I really really don't think anybody would have predicted this for the Atlanta Falcons this no. year. No. Like there were we were talking about in the offseason how they could be a team that challenges for the NFC South crown this year. And many people had them as the second place team over the Carolina Panthers because of the whole Cam debacle and is Cam gonna play? Is he not gonna play? Even if he does play, what kind of a Cam are we going to see? I mean I I think people thought that like you said that this would be a team that was legitimately going against the mm-hmm. Saints to win that division. Yeah. Uh, the Falcons have a lot of problems, but their biggest one is their defense. Mm-hmm. Their biggest one is their defense. I mean, they were even shopping, oh, oh what's his name? Um, Vic Beasley mm-hmm. at the trade deadline. Just nobody wanted him. Yeah. Nobody wanted him. They, for me, the Falcons, the guy who they need to get is... Chase Young. Mm-hmm. And at five, 
you're not getting them. They probably are not. <laughs> they probably are not going to get that man. So mm-hmm. if I'm the Falcons, this is where this is the first time where I would legitimately say you try and trade up. Okay. If, if they are if they are at five, which we have them at today because yeah. of where they're at right now with their record, you trade up. You try and get him because the defense is the biggest problem mm-hmm. right now for the Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan, I'm sorry, he's not the problem. People can say it's him, but he's not the problem. Julio Jones, not the problem. Calvin Ridley, not the problem. Devonta Freeman, well, he's not necessarily the problem, but he's not helping. They they also could probably look at running back, too, if you wanted to look on it from an offensive perspective. But the Falcons have a lot of offense. Mm-hmm. Their offense really is not the issue. The defense has given up so many points this season to so many teams that you're going, how? Mm -hmm. So that is where they really need to get pressure on the quarterback. And Chase Young would be that guy. And would they have to probably give up a pretty penny or two to be able to trade up to try and get him if that's where they end up falling is still at five and not at one or two? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you probably do. But is it worth it? And I think the answer to that is probably yes. Yeah, and I mean, looking at their picks, they do have their second rounder. Um, They also now have two second rounders because they got one from the Patriots as well. So, I mean, they've got some picks to work with if they want to trade up. Um, And just to answer your question of what we thought in the preseason, technically, Sean and I could still be right. But in order for us to be right, the Falcons would have to go 8-0 the rest of the way. Um, we had them as a 9-7 and team. Um, Sean had them third in the South because he also had the Panthers at 9-7. and I had them second in the South because I had the Panthers at 7-9. and So just to kind of go with your point of no one really thought that this, is gonna, this was going to be where the Falcons were even picking at this point in the draft, and I kind of agree with you. Like, Chase Young has to be that guy, but it's either you're going to tank for him or you're going to have to make a trade for him. It's going to have to be one of those two. Let's move on, though, to the Giants. I had them obviously going Grant Delpit. One of their needs is defensive back, but they could use an edge rusher and a lineman. Pretty much my thought process here is they could have went with Tristan Wirfs, But yet again, I even think that that was a little bit of a reach um, for the Browns when I had him going a pick later. What's your thought with the Giants? Should they be be looking defense and boostering that defense, looking for like an edge rusher? Not many here at the top of the draft besides Chase Young. Looking for a safety, or should they be going offense and trying to protect Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley? Well, after seeing how their defense did on... Monday against the Cowboys, I would say that you're probably pretty good with going with a safety here from LSU. Uh, so I don't think that that's a bad pick at all going with Delpit. Uh, that that seems to make a lot of sense just because they they are not good mm-hmm. in the secondary. They really are not, and they're young. I mean, yeah. that's that's something. I mean, DeAndre Baker was picked on a lot the mm-hmm. other night, and DeAndre Baker's good. Yeah, uh, you know, I I believe it, uh, but he's also young and. In his first season, I believe, with the took, Giants. Took and, him out of Georgia. You know, right out of Georgia, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, this is, uh, 
this is a young team, I think, for the Giants. I mean, you're, you know, they're that's where they're going because they were an old team. Now mm-hmm. they're trying to move to a, to you know, re, well, not trying to, but they're trying to move to a rebuilding team, and and you usually have to go young to do that with some veterans there as well. Uh, they've got. Do they have Janoris Jenkins still yes, the Giants? I yeah, they still do because I believe no one wanted him. So that's where I, I think that defense needs to still continue to come along for the Giants. Yes, they do. They still have Janoris Jenkins. Um, cornerbacks right now in their depth chart are Baker and Jenkins are leading the way, and then their backups are Antonio Hamilton and Grant Haley um, right now. But like I even look at them, and the thing that I even look at with their safeties too is – they don't really, to me, have a guy that's like, yes, that's like they trade for Jabril Peppers, and I don't even think Jabril Peppers is the guy that's like, yeah, Jabril Peppers is our safety. It's kind of like a, well, he's the starter because one of the guys we have behind him, I know um, free safety, strong safety, they're different, but like they just drafted also Julian Love last year out of Notre Dame, which, as you said, same thing about Baker. Julian Love in his first year getting acclimated, not even the starter like Bake like Baker. So it's kind of like, hey, if you don't think Julian Love is gonna be that guy, why not go back to the well, get a guy like Del Pitt, which I really like. I any cornerback that comes out of LSU usually has that toughness mm-hmm. um to play in the NFL. So that's kind of my thought process. How about the Browns? This is a team. We talked about it on What's Your Fantasy when we looked at Kareem Hunt. Didn't expect to be this high. They have enough talent to where nobody probably thought they were going to be in the top 10 of this draft. If Delpit was here, he would have been the pick for the Browns. But let's say, like my mock has, Delpit's off. You even got, like, even Jerry Judy, I don't think they would go there. They don't need is this more an, offense. Is this, but is this an offensive line and just move on, or is it? Yes. Is there another position yes. they can no, look at? No, the offensive line is where I would go with, mm-hmm. and and I say that too because at the trade deadline, there are a lot of people linking them to what's his name, Trent Williams, yeah, over from, from the, the Redskins. Redskins. They're looking for offensive line help, mm-hmm. uh, and the reason they're doing that is because again, their quarterback, young quarterback Baker Mayfield, and. And Nick Chubb has been able to do a lot of really good things mm-hmm. running with help from that offensive line. But Baker does not have time to throw the football. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. So in against the run, they're pretty good. Against the pass, they are really pathetic. Yeah, and that was just with my thinking, too, of like, I put this in of Tristan Wirfs of Iowa, and I was like, it's kind of a reach. Like, he's not a top 10 prospect. But, like, I was looking at it, and I'm like, they're not going to take – like, they're not going to go quarterback. They don't need a guy like Derek Brown. They don't need – like, the guy I will say who fell that probably on a big board would be top five or even top six, but is it 10, is uh, Jeff Acunda. Um, I probably said that wrong. Um after I said it right earlier in the podcast, but he's a guy fell to 10, but like I wasn't going to put him here. They weren't going to take BPA and take him when offensive line is such a big need. So with the Browns, it was my kind of thought process of like, oh, I know it's kind of a reach, 
but they really need that offensive line and why they went with Tristan out of Iowa. Number eight, the Bucks. I'm just going to ask you this, plain and simple. I've got Justin Herbert going there. Percentage, what are the odds that the Buccaneers move on from Jameis Winston and draft a quarterback this year, or is this pick just typical Ricky Hayton Winston and ain't going to happen? No, I, I I think they have to move on. <laughs> I, I do. I really I really do. I, I think that they have to move on because if you look, I mean, if you look at Jameis Winston, <sighs> he's not the answer. Mm-hmm. He's not the answer. I mean, I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty clear. I mean, he's able to put together some good games, some good stat lines, maybe for fantasy. Mm-hmm. But he's not the answer. Yeah, and I think the Buccaneers know that because Bruce Arian come Bruce Arians comes in and says, you know, keep Jameis because keep Jameis because <laughs> I can fix him. Yeah, he's like he's like the girl that wants yes! to stay with the guy and I was says the same thing. You know. Oh, but I could. Here's fix him. my project, and I can fix him, <laughs> honey. No. <laughs> That's not how it works. It's like, why do you, why are you even with him? He treats you like garbage. Oh, but I can fix him. I can make him change. I can change him. I, I was thinking the same thing. As soon as you said he could fix him, I'm like, oh, it's like the girlfriend who uh, thinks that she can fix him when she really can't. Um, I just, the thing that, and this plays into it too, that I think is going to be interesting for us moving forward in this draft process out of the top 10 teams, the Dolphins are one, the Jets are two, the Falcons are three, the Giants are four, the Bucks are five, and even the Raiders at 10, I'm going to throw out our six. Six of the top four teams need edge rushing. But right now, who's the only edge rusher in the top 10? Chase Young. I wonder if two things are going to happen. One, what's going on here, and that, all right, there's not an edge rusher there. Because remember early on, like in the preseason, we all thought A.J. Apenza out of Iowa was going to be like, ooh, he's going to be right up there top five. And because of the season Iowa's been having, he's kind of fallen down draft boards right now. That's why he's not in the top ten of my mock draft. Maybe he gets boosted. Maybe Gross Matos from Penn State gets boosted as the process goes on because of the need for edge rushing. It's just, to me, interesting what's going to— because if there was an edge rusher here, and this if this draft was rich with edge rushers, then, yeah, maybe the Buccaneers go edge rushing, and they don't go Justin Herbert here. But with Chase Young really being the only edge rusher in the top 10 for me— I think it's kind of easy to say, hey, we need a quarterback. Justin Herbert is here in the mock. Let's go ahead and get him because, like, I agree with you. Jameis Winston is not the future He's not. Tampa. He's just not. And Tampa fans, I love you guys. I love that you comment, but you're in denial. You're in denial when you tell me in the comment section, oh, well, Jameis is going to get it around. You just hate Jameis. No, he's not. He, he ain't what you think he is, and you're just trying to put lipstick on a pig at this point. 
See, it's it's when it's probably when you you go out and you say that, and they come in and defend him, and then that next Sunday he throws and, five picks, and they go, or he throws five touchdowns, and they're immediately in the comment section going, "See, I told you so." Um, but yeah, I get well. it, I get it. Fans are fans. I still watch the Bulls, cheer for the Bulls, cheer for my teams that suck, even though they absolutely are dog shit. So it's like <laughs> I get it. I get what being a fan is. Let's round out this top ten. Number nine, the Broncos. Is this just another easy pick? You know, Broncos need interior um, defensive line, and with Derek Brown being there, is this the easiest pick in the book for the Broncos? Or do you think, do they maybe try to go with a defensive back? Do they maybe go with a Jeff uh, Akunda out of Ohio State? Do they try to go offensive lineman and probably reach at this point for that? What do you think in Vic Fangio and the Broncos do at nine, and what's kind of the thought process of maybe what their team might need in the draft. Let me let me ask you a question here, though. Sure. Is that the Denver Broncos right now, so obviously Joe Flacco is out for the season, and they're going with another stud quarterback behind him, Brandon Allen. Mm-hmm. And I say that facetiously. Yeah, because he's not. And Drafted out of Arkansas in, what, 2016? Yeah. Yeah. And my question would be, are the Denver Broncos flirting with a quarterback? It... Do they flirt with the idea? Do they consider it for a second? I only want to say no because you drafted Drew. Like, part of me wants to say no because you drafted Drew Locke. But also, there's a part of me, and of course this is from... Your, okay, they've got... They've quoted a source here. So I'm looking at yardbarkers.com, which I'm like, this is not a creditable source. But they actually cite a creditable source where they say, according to um, Nine News in Denver, um, Locke, Drew Locke, is expected to start practicing next week after returning from a thumb injury. The team hopes he'll be able to serve as... uh, Oh, yeah. Serve as Brandon Allen's backup for 12 and 13 and then start the final two home games against Detroit and Oakland. I think that decision's not going to be made until you see what Drew Locke can do as a starter because although I think, what, he was a third, fourth-round pick in the NFL draft, I want to say, Drew Locke? He was not, obviously, first. He was, um, I want to say he was a second-round pick. Okay, he did go in the second. He went 42nd overall. I mean, you use the second-round pick on the kid. Maybe you see what he's worth. Maybe it's a Patrick Mahomes situation where he plays the last game of the year. You like him. Okay, he's going to be our starter for next year. People at home sit down. I'm not comparing him to Patrick Mahomes. I'm just saying maybe then you name him the starter for next year. But at the same time, if Justin Herbert's there, I wouldn't go against saying, hey, let's draft Justin Herbert, and it's an open competition at that point because – whoever's the better quarterback, having the better quarterback is going to make you successful. My only question for you, because of how I have it played out, where Herbert's already off the board, does that mean if you're the Broncos, you're go- who would you go with? Would you go with Jalen Hurts or Jake Fromm here if Tua, Burrow, Jalen Hurts. So you would go with Hurts. Jalen Hurts. So I'll be honest with you. I've soured on Jake Fromm. Okay. A lot of people have. There's a lot of people that don't even, like, I love Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to rise. I've even flirted 
with the idea that he could be um, number one pick in the draft before Joe Burrow got on his rise. Um, there's a lot of people that are not high on Jalen Hurts. Like, even McShay and Kuyper are like, he's good, but he's not a first-round talent, which I think is asinine, to quote Stephen A. Smith. It's not even asinine. It's as a 10, as a 11, as a 12. <laughs> That's fine. Um, to where I got Jalen Hurts in my first round. He will be in this draft. But, I mean, I look at it and I go, he would be the one that I look at. But, I mean, there are people that really the next two after Herbert are Fromm and Hurts because I don't think Eason has done enough to overtake Jake Fromm. So you would, if you're going quarterback, you would go Jalen Hurts to the Broncos? If I'm going quarterback, yes. Yeah. Do you think that that would be, let's put it this way, or if you're the Broncos and you're thinking that, do you try to trade back? Say, hey, let's trade back because Jalen Hurts here would be a reach. Let's trade back, accumulate some assets, take Jalen Hurts in the first round. Possibly. Here's the thing that that has me all confused though mm-hmm. with 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 all of this. Go ahead. And it it's happening with the Broncos or mm-hmm. not happening with the Broncos right now. Yeah. Why are they not playing Drew Locke? He's injured. He's but, got a thumb injury. But he they put him on injured reserve at the beginning of the season. He should be off by now. Yeah, so how they have it here according to the article that I had. Um According to Nine News in Denver, the thing that confuses me about it is because because Nick Foles went on injured reserve at the beginning of the mm-hmm. they didn't they put him on injured reserve didn't this, the yeah. the Jaguars put him on inj- injured reserve week one and he's able to and come now back he's off he was able to come back last so week what they and, what they have down here is that the team hopes so that Locke is expected to start practicing next week. Okay. Again, uh, but he was expected to be the backup in week 12 and 13. So he's going to back up Brandon Allen, which me, it's like, if he's healthy to play, just fucking play put him, him out there. Exactly. So he's going to back up Allen for two weeks and then start the final that two. That is John Elway for being this, oh, you know, his quarterbacks. He's a dumbass. <laughs> He's a dumbass. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> or Denver, do you I'm think sorry. It's a, is it a John Elway a John Elway decision or is it a Vic Fangio decision? No, it's a John Elway decision. Okay. It's a John Elway decision. Because you're right. John Elway, like, love Vic Fangio. Love Vic. But John Elway is pulling the strings. He especially is. Especially with the quarterback. He totally is. And I don't... Why not try and find out what you've got mm-hmm. in this guy right now? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying one game's going to do it, but guess what? Give him the opportunity. Five to seven games might do it. It's not like you're trying to win games. So if you have him and he goes in five games and you're thinking, mm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, you have... This would be really smart, John, mm-hmm. is that you have a draft where there's going to be, it's going to be quarterback rich. Mm-hmm. Tons of really, really talented quarterbacks are going to be coming out. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> why not try and see what you're able to get, and mm-hmm. then if if you're not sure if that's the guy... You've got an opportunity, but he won't do that. So the last pick we got to look at, it's another team with dual picks, the Oakland Raiders. How I'm looking at it here in Oakland, because we're not going to talk about your pick later on, um, 
of course, like I said, I got Jeff Akunda out of uh, Ohio State, the cornerback. At number 16, I've got A.J. Apenza. So they get two Big Ten guys to fit their two biggest needs of cornerback and edge rusher. Is this the right decision for the Raiders? I feel like in my mind, Akunda's a guy where it's like at 10, I put it down and I was like, fuck, am I giving them a gift? Because really, on if this was a big board and not a draft, there's no way Akunda would be number 10. He would be higher than where I have him. I just don't think a team, there's not a need, and there's not a need or a reason to go BPA that puts him above where I have him. And the Raiders would love to have him. And then with how the rest of the draft folds out, getting a Penza at 15, like those should be the two positions that John Gruden and Mike Mayock go with. But who knows? They'll fall in love with some bumfuck guy and we'll be like, who? Who is that? Like last year when it was Christian, was it Christian Wilkins? Um, was the guy they mm-hmm. went with? Yep. Where it's like, all right, I love Christian Wilkins, but there's no reason why I would have taken him that high. Especially the way that they were being all goofy and sending everyone mm-hmm. home and stuff. Yep. What For you, that? What is your idea with the Raiders when you look at Because now they've got the Bear pick and their own pick. To make two in the first round. So I think that the Oakland, what the Oakland Raiders would like is if uh, they had a, a guy named Khalil Mack that they could draft <laughs> and put on their team. They're no, still searching for him. No one thought the Bears would be in the top. Like no one thought that the Raiders would have a top ten pick. No, because of the Bears, and that's the pick that they have that's in the top ten right now. Is the Bears. So, I mean, you're right. Edge rushing's got to be number one, but that's, like I said, another team in the top ten searching for edge rushers. But if you look at my top ten, how many edge rushers are there? There's only one in Chase Young. So, I mean, that that's, like I said, that's going to be the most interesting thing as we move through this draft process. And I'll kind of ask you this is, do you think it's going to be the former, and it's just like, well, teams need it, we just don't see any because there's only one in the top 10. Or do we see guys like a Penza, like a Yatir Gross Matos, where it's like maybe they shouldn't be top 10 picks, but teams take them anyways because of their need for edge rushers at the next level. Do you think it's going to be teams reach for edge rushers this year or just teams just don't take edge rushers even though it's probably their number one or number two need? On their board, I don't really know. Uh, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I really, I really mm. don't know, and I really don't know what the Raiders here either. Is that? Uh, I, I mean, I think that they've probably got to go defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've and they've got to they've 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 got to get somebody who can uh, continue to be in there. And stop the run. We talked about it on What's Your Fantasy. The mm-hmm. Oakland Raiders have been much better against the run this year than they have the past. But maybe that's also, maybe they need to get somebody who's able to help stop the pass. I mean, they're getting gashed usually all the time. Colin Farrell, not Christian Wilkins. I knew that was wrong. It was Colin Farrell that they reached on it for. But go on. I'm sorry. I cut you off. 
but th- that I mean that's maybe where the the Oakland Raiders should be looking. Maybe they should be looking at someone in the secondary. Maybe mm-hmm. they should be looking at cornerback. Um, maybe that's something that they would be looking at instead. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm just looking at it from a team need. Mm-hmm. They need help in the secondary. Yeah, they do, and that's why I definitely was looking at Jeff Acunda um, for them last year. Just as a refresher, they did go defense, defense with Abram and um, Farrell who I mistakenly had said Christian Wilkins earlier. Um, and then they did take Josh Jacobs also. So they went um, defense, offense, defense with the order of their picks. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in the comment section. Um, a new edition of going through all the top 10 picks this year, very different than what we did last year, but kind of taking what we do on the fast break because we love it and you guys love hearing about your teams, especially the ones that are extra needy in the top 10, but Brandon and I will continue further just looking at some teams, spotlighting some. We won't go through every pick for the entire draft. We'll be here all night, but let us know what you guys think down below in that comment section. But Brandon, let's move on into our next topic, and if you're on Blog Talk Radio, if you're on iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to podcasts, thank you guys for trucking through this. This is going to be a long one, longer than an NFL mock draft has been. If you're an NBA mock draft listener here, it's right up your alley because you're used to long <laughs> podcasts like this. If you're on YouTube, welcome into our, what is this, 11 through 21 because it's weird mm-hmm. in the NFL because there's 32 teams. If you didn't check out our 1 through 10, it'll be right up there. You can go ahead and check it out. It'll also be probably at the end card of this video when you're done. Go and check that out. Brad and I went at least an hour and 15, maybe an hour and 10, talking about the top 10 picks of this mock draft. We're not going to do that the rest of the way. We're just going to highlight some teams, probably three teams from each of the remaining two eleven. Let's get into it before we do. Follow us on twitch.tv backslash Podcast sooner rather than later. Here's my plan, Brandon. I'm saying this live on a podcast. My Black Friday, I always make a big Black Friday purchase, right? Two years ago, it was this laptop. Last year, it was my all-in-one at home that now I added all the videos on. This year, I have found my Black Friday purchase. That's exciting. I'm going to get a MacBook Pro. And the reason why I'm getting a MacBook Pro is so that we can use it to live stream all of our podcasts. So sooner rather than later, we will be live streaming our podcasts. And where will we be live streaming them? Right on Twitch.tv. So if you want to be ahead of the game, follow us over at Twitch.tv backslash Most Valuable Podcast. But let's get into... 11 through 21, let's go through my mock draft. At 11, the Cardinals go with CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. At number 12, Henry Ruggs, wide receiver out of Alabama. Jaguars at 13, Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker safety. I have him down as a linebacker, but he's also kind of a safety out of Clemson. 14, the Chargers go with C.J. Henderson, cornerback out of Florida. 15, some say it might be too high, but I got the Titans going with Jalen Hurts, the quarterback from Oklahoma. Raiders go with A.J. Apenza, or Apenzia. Epenza? Um, Epenza. I don't know. I say names wrong. If I'm saying it wrong, correct me down below. That's the easiest way, because I'm an idiot sometimes. But the Raiders go with A.J. out of Iowa. Then the Dolphins via the Steelers going with Jonathan Taylor, the running back from the Wisconsin Badgers. Eagles at 18 go with... My boy, Stefan Diggs, his brother, Trayvon Diggs, the cornerback 
out of Alabama, and Stefan's my boy only because he plays for the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm a huge Minnesota Vikings fan. He's a pain in the butt. Why? Because you got him on fantasy, or you no, play against him on no, fantasy? No, because I did play against him in fantasy oh, okay. at one point this year, and instead of doing his the usual one point four that it, he should usually was it the get, Lions game. Uh, no, it was the Eagles game, oh, okay. which was highly worse. Yeah, where he went for let's see, a hundred and sixty some yards, two touchdowns, and at least two touchdowns. Yeah. He had a couple touchdowns in that game. It was sickening. Yeah, um, but, but continue to end this. The Panthers they're going to go at Christian. Fulton, if I said that right, did I? I got to zoom in. Um, Christian Fulton, quarterback out of LSU. Jaguars via the Rams at 20 going to Raekwon Davis. I've said him on numerous podcasts because he keeps wanting to go back to school. Um, Defensive tackle out of Alabama. And then the name I'm going to screw up that I probably should have looked up. LaVisca Chenault Jr.? LaVisca Chenault Jr.? Is that right? Or are you just trying to guess shot in the dark there? That's literally how it looks to me on this piece of paper. So that's how I'm saying it. Jr. to the Cowboys at 21. The team I want to start off with, Brandon is the Chargers. And the reason why I want to start off with the Chargers, I'll just put my water bottle down. Like, I took it like... Yeah, you really wanted to hold that, though. (laughs) I feel more comfortable (laughs) by holding this. Well, here's the thing. You started talking, so I'm like, oh, cool, I'll go take a drink. And then as I pulled it in, as I pulled it in, I'm like, oh, I'm now talking. I'm finishing the draft. I'm just going to hold it here because eventually I'll drink. But no, I'm talking, so I'm going to go ahead and put it down until you do. But when you look at the Chargers, and i got to pull up their spot rack for this. So the pick I have them going with is, let me tab back over, C.J. Henderson, cornerback out of Florida. Well, I had the spot rack up, and I'm like, I shouldn't try to do two things at once, but I am here on the podcast. I had them go with him because cornerback is a need for this team. However, there's a chance you look at spot rack. Phillip Rivers is a free agent at the end of the year. I know they have Tyrod Taylor, but is he the guy you want starting games? And we all know the answer. Also, Melvin Gordon, unrestricted free agent. Austin Eckler, restricted free agent. The question I want to ask you is with the Chargers, because they had a chance to draft both of these players in my mock, and I decided to go against it. But I would ask you what you would do. Should the Chargers, if they're drafting at 14, we'll just say for the sake of argument, they're at 14 because that's where they are right now. Should they draft a quarterback or a running back? Should they draft Jonathan Taylor or should they draft... The best quarterback, which for me would be Jalen Hurts, who went right after them to the Titans. How crazy would it be if the Chargers made a trade with the Buccaneers uh-huh. and said, we'll trade you Melvin Gordon and we'll take your pick and we'll get Justin Herbert. Dumb. So they would Stupid, have, silly. So you're saying as I spill water all over myself, that's what... I was doing there because I was thinking and drinking. Oh, and you like, can't, oh one can't do both. I, one cannot no, 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 do no, both. No. Not one. I can't do both. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah, there is. Um, yes, that's true. It's like my grandmother used to say, never walk and chew gum at the same time. Um, <laughs> or you can't walk and chew gum at the same time, Ricky. But it's not too crazy. My only thought is, how do you make that? Well, does that mean, is it basically like a sign-in trade that you would maybe get in the NBA where... Free agency, they sign 
Melvin Gordon, and mm-hmm. then they trade yes. him over draft night to. That's exactly what I was. Are they be allowed thinking. to do? Are you I allowed to trade him that soon? I don't know. Okay, I have absolutely zero idea. Let me just pick up the phone and call Adam Schefter and see if uh, see what he knows. You see call Schefter, okay. I'll call Rappaport. <laughs> we'll see which one gets back to us okay, first. Okay, but no, but I think that that makes that sense though. It could be interesting mm-hmm. if it's. Possible, and we're going to need maybe yeah. your help, yeah. Because you always act like you guys are smarter than us, anyway. So now try well, and actually and be smarter. Some people are. I'll be honest. Some people are smarter than me. I don't know about <laughs> that. You got a master. Said, yeah. you, you've got a master's I said, degree. I said some people. I didn't say all people. I don't know if any doctors are out there listening, but if you are, I don't know if you've heard about this thing called <laughs> Patreon that you can go to backslash Most Valuable Podcast. Um, but so I I think it's an interesting scenario because. Ultimately, when it comes down to it, uh-huh. I don't think that Melvin Gordon is going to fit for the Chargers. Yeah. And I don't think he fits right now. And the reason being is because I loved Austin Eckler so much while Melvin Gordon was was gone. Is Austin Eckler is getting re-signed because he's an RFA, right? Like, it, most teams are not going to flirt with that RFA. No. I mean, I yeah, okay. I, I, de- I definitely think he's getting okay. re-signed. I think the Chargers are... No offense, I think they're kind of done with Melvin Gordon. Yeah, because they've got Pope, who's also a restricted free agent at the end of the year. The only running back they have on contract after this year ends is Justin Jackson. That's it. I get out of Northwestern. And he, uh, he, I mean, when he was uh, healthy last year, he showed some uh, some pretty good uh, sparks of some talent. But he's not the guy that you're like, yeah, that's the guy I wanted no, my number one running no, back. No, but honestly... Eckler can be that guy. Yeah, he can. I mean, you had him in fantasy, and I understand yeah, I now. Do. Now we're talking. I know, but uh, we're talking, you know, real life football yeah. now. But from a fantasy perspective, mm. <laughs> he is a really good player. Yeah, he can catch the ball out of the backfield, and he is a shifty guy. He can go for extra yards. Mm-hmm. He's a good hard runner, mm-hmm. and just the fact that he's Quick, he's fast, and we know it because we traded for him in Madden, and he's fast in yeah. that too. And Jonathan Taylor, I think, could be the first off. I think it'd be really ironic that they'd be getting rid of a Wisconsin running back to draft a Wisconsin running back, um, because Melvin Gordon played for Wisconsin. Um, but I do think that Jonathan Taylor coming in, if they move, even if they moved on from Gordon and kept the 14th pick and didn't go quarterback, if they kept Eckler drafted. Jonathan Taylor, I think that Eckler and Taylor could be the kind of, I don't want to use the exact one for one, so I'll say to be nice, the budget version of Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, where Austin Eckler is your speedy back, can be used in the pass game. But Jonathan Taylor can also be used in the pass game, but Jonathan Taylor is more of that, he can be more of your north-south runner than Austin Eckler can. Where Austin Eckler, you're using him more outside runs, pass catching. Where Jonathan Taylor, yes, he can pass catch also, but he's more of your burst guy up the middle to get you those yards and be more of your, not a true power runner, but more of your power runner than Austin Eckler could be. Because you can kind of then run that same running back guy by committee that the Saints still do, but did very effectively with Kamara and Mark Ingram. Yeah, I think, you know, that's definitely possible. But, uh, you know, part of me also thinks... Get your quarterback because Phillip Rivers ain't coming back. Well... Especially if they move to London. Here's all... 
<laughs> Which I got a thought about that. Okay. Dumb. After, before we move on, we will talk about them possibly moving to London. I mean, how many times can you fuck over a fan base, huh? Well, the Rams. They got the LA's got the Rams. They don't care. There's a lot going on up here right now, and I can't speak. <laughs> we'll, we'll get um, into it. Talk about the okay. draft first, yes, then we'll talk yes. about it. So even if even if Philip Rivers comes back, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I mean I love Philip Rivers. I think he's a great guy. No, just ma- as as a person, there's many um, people that want the Bears to sign him here in Chicago. I think he's a really good quarterback, though, too. Yeah. But he's not a spring chicken. Uh-uh. He's old. He's, he's a good quarterback, but that's also where, and he's not, I mean, he's he's not young, but he's, a lot of people would say, well, Tom Brady said he's going to play until he's 50. Um. Well, you know, he's looking more and more like he could, but... Philip Rivers will be 38 on December 8th. Okay, so Tom Brady's 42. Yeah. Four years older. Is he really? Uh, um, I thought so. Well, I'm looking just it making up. it up. I don't want to. We're, this is a fact-based podcast here. Yeah, he's um, 42. Fuck, he's old. So I Fuck, I'm old. I'm almost 30. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're ancient. Um, but Tom Brady will... Well, okay, he turned 42 this year. Go on. So, ultimately, my question is how much money... If you're, if you're signing Philip Rivers, how much mm-hmm. money do you want to give him? Because right you know, now because his contract is twenty three million. Because you know, mm-hmm. because again, he's he's earned the money. Yeah. He's earned the money mm-hmm. for sure. Hasn't won a Super Bowl, but he's earned the money. He has That's more on his teams, not him. But, but um, and people would argue that. I'm gonna. They'll, send, they'll argue it for days. I'm gonna actually send you a video. The guys at SB Nation did a video on. I think it was the twenty. 13 chargers that like four or five of their losses was because of their special teams. Uh, I, and I, <laughs> no, well, I, I don't, I do not um, reject that thought yeah. because for the chargers, what was it just a couple of years ago? Like uh-huh. three or four of their losses was because of their kicker. Yeah, no, I think it was the same, like the same year. I'm going to look up the video and just send it to you so you can watch it later. But I would say is, a team willing to give that much money to Philip Rivers, a guy they know is not going to be their franchise quarterback, but a guy who definitely could be the final piece. Twenty ten for a for a season that they feel like they've got everything else. They need a final piece. Mm-hmm. And for the Chargers, are you willing to bring Philip Rivers back? And he's done great things for you. He's been a, again great guy. But are you ready? To move on mm-hmm. and get the future. That's, I, mean, that's what, I mean, those are the tough an, questions. It's an interesting conversation, and the Chargers are definitely going to have to have this conversation in the offseason. Like, because this is another thing. Do you, and this affects the draft, do you go to get that quarterback via a trade? Do you go to get that quarterback via free agency to where you don't have to draft one in the draft? Because... One guy that I think is going to be a very, 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 very interesting commodity via the trade market or via free agency is Teddy Bridgewater. After this year, what he did for the Saints, it's either going to be a trade or free agency because if he's a free agent, someone's going to want him because of how good he did this year, which was phenomenal after the injury he suffered with the Vikings. But there's even a chance that the Saints have like an option on his contract. They can 
accept that option, keep him, and then either keep him as a backup behind Drew Brees or they can say, screw it, we're going to go ahead and try to trade Teddy Bridgewater now while the value is high to try to get draft picks or stuff from other teams to bolster this team and make this Super Bowl caliber team even better. Yeah, that's, again, you make a great point with Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I wanted to mention, too, is that we're, I mean, we're really looking at, we're, we're, we're coming to an end of some really great eras. Mm-hmm. I mean, Drew Brees is going to, yeah, he's going to retire soon. I mean, yeah. we, we, we know that he before will. Before Tom Brady. And, yeah, he will. I mean, <laughs> most people will, will retire yeah. before they Tom get to Brady's be Tom Brady's age. Until he's dead, man. He's going to Jam- Willie Jamal Adams it. Will he die on the football field? Who knows? I hope he does, and I hope he retires before that. Brandon's like, that was very awkward. <laughs> uh, so you got Drew Brees going to be retiring. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. this year, but I'm saying going to be retiring soon. Yeah. Philip Rivers, same thing. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, same thing. Or apparently, apparently changing teams, which is so stupid. It's, I don't think that's going and, to and it's ever funny. happen. It's funny. The top four free agents this year, Drew Brees, he's probably going to stay with New Orleans. Tom Brady, probably staying with New England. Eli Manning will probably be on another team if he's playing in the Just NFL. retire, Eli. If he's playing in the NFL. Phillip Rivers might be playing with a new team. After that, it's Teddy Bridgewater. And then it's just like the next two. Like, this is going to be a weird quarterback free agency because it's the top guys that are all proven vets in Breeze, Brady. Eli is a proven vet, but let's be honest, he should just retire. And then Phillip Rivers, Teddy Bridgewater, who had a really good year this year and raised his stock. Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota, the two quarterback, top two quarterbacks from their draft. And then it just takes a drop. Case Keenum, Chad Hetty, Drew Stanton, Colt McCoy, Nate Sudfeld, A.J. McCarron, Ryan Tannehill, Mike Glennon. Backup city. Maybe the Bears can get Mike Glennon back. The giraffe. Blaine Gabbert, Blake Bortles. Just backup city after... Winston or Mariota. So it's like for the Chargers, is there going to be an option free agency for quarterback? Or will you have to start thinking about it in the draft? Because then you're thinking of Tyrod Taylor as your quarterback, where Tyrod bad Taylor thought. wasn't bad. Bad, bad thought. But I don't think Tyrod Taylor is the quarterback that brings the LA Chargers to the promise line. No, no. Or the. Uh... Or the, the London. or the or the London the London Brits. <laughs> give me we're gonna move on into the Titans before that. Give me your thought. You wanted to give me your thoughts on the whole London thing, because how I found out about it was I saw a tweet from the Chargers Twitter account yeah. that said it was the thing from Wolf of Wall Street where it's like, I'm fucking staying. I'm fucking staying. And every every reply is like, Nobody cares. We don't <laughs> like you here. LA already has a team. Go back to San Diego. Like, just hate of like, oh, you're not even liked in your own city. Um, but you said you have thoughts about the Chargers possibly moving to London. I'm sorry. Which their owner has called complete bullshit on. Uh, that the, the reports of them moving are total bullshit is his exact quote. So the guy that's who's already moved once. not what I saw. Uh-huh. Um, and... That on the on the ticker on NFL Network and obviously mm-hmm. everything on the ticker is of course true, um, <laughs> is that they were open to to possibly being the team for London, mm-hmm. and 
here's also my thing. And and I don't mean I certainly do not mean to offend anybody. Um not all that big on the London series. Not all that big on I can't stand it. N- not all that big it on It messes with my fantasy, especially this past week. I had to I had to fucking set line like if there's questionable guys, DJ Chark, I had to make sure he was ready to go by eight thirty. You Come put on. it in the night before. Yeah, but you know, if he's a game time decision, I gotta wake up at seven thirty to make sure he's playing or not. Like, come on, come on. It's your problem. I know they should it's just all they should all be night games out there. I'm sorry, London. You all get night games because then they're noon games over here for us. So here's the thing: that the only reason why they're trying to do this in London is to make more money, no, like they need I it. Know. Um, That's why but, they did the Mexico City one, and it didn't work out because of weather. So my my oh, ultimate thing is that why would you do that? You've mm-hmm. already you've already ruined a fan base. Yeah. with the Chargers, and San Diego I, hates them. I feel really bad for the for the San Diegans. Yeah, and I feel bad for them because you had this team, and they weren't doing enough. To promote their team mm-hmm. there in San Diego. Yeah. So instead of, okay, how can we better get people to these games and do some different stuff and well, do some also, deals? Wasn't and, it also a stadium thing too? Like the city wouldn't pay for the stadium? I, like I don't that. know all the specifics okay. with it, unfortunately, mm-hmm. to be able to say here. But, oh, instead of doing anything like that or, or mm-hmm. fixing the problem here, let's leave. take it somewhere else. In the same state. I'm sorry. I the fact that then there's talk that they might become London's team. London shouldn't even have a team. And the exact quote from Dean Spanos too to combat that ticker thing. He said it's total fucking bullshit. We're not going to London. We're not going anywhere. We're playing in Los Angeles. This is our home, and this is where we are planning to be for a long fucking time. Period. You think Dean's mad? I think Dean's a little bit, <laughs> but but I guess I just I don't I don't have the appreciation maybe that other mm. people do for the London games no, I and, don't. and and the the fact or the thought of having a team in London. If yeah. you had the, if you had a team in London, let's say the Minnesota Vikings Ugh. became the Lon- London's team. How many fans do you lose if you're Minnesota? I, I thought the Jaguars were London's team. You can't you can't go and see them. You're not going there. No, I'm not. You're not going for a game. I, so then, are you still a Minnesota Viking fan, or do you oh, change I, and I was, become someone else? I was just going to let you know. If the Vikings ever moved to London, I'd be a Bears fan. <laughs> I would. I would just be a Bears fan at that and point. And if I, if the Bears ever moved to London, Chiefs all the way. Oh, okay. I was like, with. I thought you were going to go. I forgot that you're... I keep forgetting you're a Chiefs fan, too. I shouldn't, but I do. It's like, well, if the Bears ever move to London, well, there's a team up north. I guess I'm a Packer fan now. Hell no. <laughs> if they were the only team in the league, would you root for them? Nope. Nope. My friends, <laughs> like, I would watch the NFL. Um, but, yeah, like, if the Vikings... And I know people are going to say, well, Ricky, you're not a true fan then, but it's like... You're right. Can anyone be a true fan when you're here in America and your team only plays their home games across the pond? I mean, we're not talking a little pond. I mean, you you could because there's people like soccer teams, like if you're a Bundesliga That's fan. It's no fun. I but there's fans out there that like soccer. I understand, and I'm live. sure that you guys might too, but <laughs> people that's are no like, fun why, to me. People are like, Brandon, why are you catering to the soccer fans? This is a football podcast. Um but 
Or is it the football? I just, I don't think the NFL should move because it just, it messes up travel. It totally messes up travel. And especially when every team's got to play a Thursday night game. Do you think, do you think Seattle on a short week? Well, here's the thing. They'd have to redo the divisions then. Yeah, they would. Because they're a West team. Do you think that the Arizona Cardinals on a short week want to fly from, let's say they're playing in Seattle. Nope. That they have to fly from Seattle to London to play on Thursday night? Because you'd have to leave right after that Seattle game to go to London. You're not coming back to Arizona to go to London. Like, it would mess up travel in my mind so much to where don't move a team to London. But let's move on. The next team I wanted to look at is the Tennessee Titans. I almost said the Tennessee Chargers. Chargers are moving to Tennessee. <laughs> I was thinking they'll be, the you were, Me- they'll be the Memphis Chargers. I thought um, you were going to yeah, say that Memphis you were going to call them the Tennessee Titans. No, the Tennessee Titans, because this is another team that could draft quarterback. I have them drafting quarterback in this mock. And in your mind, the Titans, Marcus Mariota, I'm assuming, yet again, like the Andy Dalton thing. Once you bench him, you're moving on from him. Congratulations, Marcus Mariota will be a free agent at the end of the year. And they I- also have Ryan Tannehill coming up at the end of the year. However, if he plays well like he has been, do they re-sign him on the cheap cheap to be their starting quarterback? Or if you're the Titans, do you say, fuck it, we're drafting a quarterback this year and we're going all in on it? And that's why I just wanted to make something, point out a very Go interesting ahead. point is that or point out a very interesting comment. Mm-hmm. Point out a very interesting point is a redundant. But you mentioned something that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Is that the Tennessee Titans, they've benched Marcus Mariota. The Cincinnati Bengals have benched Andy Dalton. By mm-hmm. doing that, they're saying, we're done. Yeah, We're done. Mid-season we're over it. benchings. For any Bears fans that are out there that are watching <laughs> Which this. Which Tampa Bay fans are going, see, we're not moving on from Jameis. <laughs> the hell with those fans. Any Bears fans watching mm-hmm. who say, Mitch is not the answer. The Bears should be done with them. The Bears themselves may not be keen on Mitch Trubisky, mm-hmm. but they have not fully fledged all the coaches, all the front office come mm-hmm. together and said, we are moving on. Because if they would have, they would bench him. The reason why draft pick. The reason why there could be a thought to that, but there could also be a thought to the money that they're paying Mm -hmm. him as well too. That doesn't help either. Mm -hmm. But the Bears, the reason why Nagy continues to stick with Trubisky is because they are not going to put up the white flag yet. They are not ready to do Mm -hmm. it. If they were, they'd get they not get rid of, but they would push him to the side and they'd say Chase Daniel. You're it's keys for you, buddy. Rest of the season, we're not going to use you next year, but rest of this season, it's all yours because we are not going forward with Mitch. They're not doing that because they're not done with him. The 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 Bengals, they are done with Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. They we knew that last year. The Tennessee Titans, they are done with Mariota. Mm-hmm. They tried, they tried, they tried, they tried, and it didn't work out. Next year will be Mitch's last year if he pl- continues to play like this because. He's got next year and then the club option. So, I mean, they could out from next year. Yeah. So, I mean, with the Titans, though, are you going quarterback Oh, this and I'm year? sorry. I didn't answer your question. Yes, I am. Okay. Yes, you, I, I am. I am def- I'm definitely going quarterback mm-hmm. if I'm the Titans because, again. Because they could also go running back, too. They don't need one. 
I mean, they don't need one. Derrick Derrick Henry's your guy. Let's see, because well, Derrick Henry, because he's a free agent at the end of the year. You got you Deion s- Lewis under contract. You sign him back. Okay. You sign back Derrick Henry. You use the money you're giving up with Mariota to sign. I absolutely think okay. so. I, I don't think there. There's no. Re- if Derrick Henry would have come out and played this season, mm-hmm. like he played at the beginning of last season, where he's only getting 40 yards, 50 yards, 60 yards, mm-hmm. and no touchdowns. Yeah. Then yeah. Oh, I'm letting him walk and waving and shutting mm-hmm. the door behind him. Yeah. Not now. He's had he had a great end of the season last year, like a ridiculously good end of the season, mm-hmm. and he's been consistently good this year. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I'm keeping him. You have a really good running game, but you need to pair that with a passing game that can move the ball mm-hmm. and and not be so inconsistent. That's the problem with Mariota was that he was inconsistent and he wasn't able to. Part of it was he couldn't stay healthy. Then the other part of it was that he just couldn't. He couldn't drive his team down the field enough times in a game. Mm-hmm. And when you can't do that, it becomes very, very difficult. I don't know if you know that or not. No, it uh, does. But, but uh, um, and Ryan Tannehill, I don't think, is the, the answer either. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I'm looking at, too, is all it would take is... So the thing I think about when it's to the Titans, because there may be some people that go, well, Ricky... You got to think of this. Moving up from 15, what are they? Yeah, 15. How much are they going to have to give up? The thing I wonder this year when it comes to the quarterbacks is, is there going to be a team like the Titans? Like maybe the Dolphins. Maybe they go with a Andrew Thomas, a Jerry Judy with their fourth and try to move up with another pick. Will there be a team like, I'm trying to, Look to see if there's a quarterback needy team outside of the top 10 because obviously the Bucks are in the top 10. Maybe a Chargers, like we've talked about. One of these teams moving up a la the Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes because if you think about that one, the Chiefs moved up from 27th overall into the top 10, which seemed like how the hell did you do that? You moved up from 27 to 10. And all they had to give up was a first, a third, and a first the year after. There, I know I've got Jalen Hurts going to the Titans here in this mock, but this is a team that can make a playoff push because right now they're four and five. Um, if they make the playoffs, they'll at least be twenty-one and below. Um, but if they make a playoff push, this could be a team that could easily say, "Hey." We're going to try to, let's say the Bucks don't go with a quarterback. They could call up the Raiders, call up the Broncos. Hey, we'll give you a first, a third, and next year's first to move up, to get a quarterback. And the thing I'll just kind of ask you is, do you think we will see after the top two quarterbacks go, whoever they are, Tua Herbert, Tua Burrow, Burrow Herbert, do you think that there will be trade-ups like we saw in 2017 where teams traded up to get Deshaun Watson, traded up to get Patrick Mahomes. Do we see that with the guys outside the top two after the Bengals get their guy and the Dolphins get their guy? Or do we see someone maybe jump frog the Dolphins? 
and get a quarterback and trade up even that far. You know, I think I think we could see it because we have really good quarterback talent this mm-hmm. year. No one was really pulling the trigger on doing something like that last year. Yeah. Um, but this year's a season where I really think, and, and it's a it's a class where mm-hmm. uh, they've they've they have proven themselves. And I don't want to take away anything from the guys mm-hmm. last year. Not to say they didn't prove prove themselves, but Tua number of big game. We talked about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Tua number of big games. Joe yeah. Burrow number of big games. Herbert he's been in big games. Yeah. You know, for I mean, two years and, uh, I, 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 excuse me. Uh, I all these guys don't know. I don't know why I'm losing his name, but Jalen Hurts, he's been Mm -hmm. in big games, too. Yeah, let's not forget that because he wasn't always on Oklahoma. He was on that better team, Mm -hmm. uh, Alabama. (laughs) But uh, they've all been in big games. They've all produced for their teams. They've all won Mm -hmm. and they've all been there more than one year. Yeah. And I mean, that's the big thing of like, I can't wait because you you even said it. You're like. Yeah, this team, like, we've got a lot of quarterback talent. The thing that I think doesn't worry me, but it's just it's interesting, is it's a lot of quarterback talent, but I feel like the Baker-Darnold class was hyped a lot more. And I don't know why. Like, these quarterbacks aren't worse than what we saw there, but I just I feel like we were more hyped about that quarterback class of five than we are now. Is it because Fromm hasn't been having the great year? Is it because people are doubting Jalen Hurts even as a number one, our number first round prospect in general? Like, is that why this class I, I think, feels I, weird? I think part of it is because with Baker, mm-hmm. they had some, the media had, had something, something to, to talk, talk about. about. With here, Tua. He's a quiet guy. He goes about his business. Jalen, quiet guy, well, goes about his business. Herbert Burrow the, says the, Burrow right the same way. Burrow Her, says the right I mean, things. Her, her, I mean, that's exactly it, though. All is these that, guys do exactly what you want them. Is, to. Is, <laughs> no, they they do, yeah. and it's. I mean, the the problem with the media is they don't pick that up, mm-hmm. but they'll pick up Baker flipping someone off, and yeah. there's the story they run with mm-hmm. for weeks. Yeah, that's their problem, mm-hmm. or and is that's it because why, of where they play too. Because you got you think about it, where um, both Darnold and Rosen, California, Herbert, Oregon, Tua plays for Alabama. I mean, Alabama's in the spotlight, but with Alabama, it's all about like the team. Joe Burrow, LSU, where it's like, oh, SEC football. It's not as national as it is regional, where it's like. You can fall in love with the California quarterbacks. Like you said, Baker making the media stories of planting the flag, flipping the birds, um, running from the cops and getting tackled by a cop. True, true but, but also, I mean, I think that when you think of LSU, your first thought isn't mm. Joe Burrow. Your first thought is, Ed Odra, <laughs> I'm uh, coming knew, from Biscuits uh, today. I, I think, knew we were uh, going to get one. Uh, what, uh, Coach, what do you think of the game tonight? I think we're gonna put up uh, some points and uh, probably win the game. Thank you. Thanks, Ed. I, if I closed my eyes, I wouldn't know that Brandon Swanson was on the side of the table. I thought I'd be doing the podcast with Ed Ordron. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just the quarterbacks. I can't wait to see what happens with them the rest of this year, and obviously in the draft because they're. Like you said, talented guys. They just I wanted to throw it out there where it's like I feel like the hype isn't there like there was for the Darnold Baker Rosen Allen and who's the fifth guy I'm missing out on? Um Lamar Jackson. 
Lamar Action Jackson. Well, number five. And and I don't want to take anything away from mm-hmm. those guys because they've all been good, in, you know, in their own way and stuff like that. And we're seeing, you know, some of that talent start to get even better as we're looking at the Ravens are successful. The Bills are successful. Mm. Uh, you know, things like that. But these guys, I think, excuse me, could be very special. I know we say that probably all the time, but... What they're doing right now, it's not just one good season where you're like, well, they're really good in this one year, so I'm sure they'll be good over here. It's like, yeah, no, no, no. They're good. So I want to move on because we have gone a little long with this segment. Last team I want to hit, the Cowboys. And the reason why is, so I had them go wide receiver, Senault Jr. out of Colorado. Is wide receiver going to be the position that the Cowboys go with? Because looking at their contracts for this offseason, I'm assuming Amari Cooper will get his money. <laughs> he because should. Right now, like right now, they still have to pay Dak. They still have to pay Amari Cooper. But you also have Tavon Austin and Randall Cobb coming up at the end of the year. Do those two guys, because of the money having to go elsewhere, those two guys get let go? And it, are the Cowboys going to be a, we are scouting a first-round wide receiver this year to play next to Amari Cooper? Is it going to be a fur, foregone conclusion that they'll be looking for a wide receiver in the first round of the draft? Well, you know, I, I part of me wants to say that they might look on the defensive side, and and part of me wants to say that is because like uh, Sean Lee, DB D lineman, kind of a thing, or well, linebacker. Well, part of me was going to say someone to to possibly replace Sean Lee mm-hmm. because he's always hurt. Yeah, and I am saying the the right person. I'm thinking yeah. of the right person, Sean right? Lee. Sean yeah. Lee, he's the one always that's always hurt. always hurt. I mean, good talent when he's out there, mm-hmm. but he's injured a lot, and he's yeah. almost—it's almost, almost a foregone conclusion exactly that mm-hmm. he's going to get hurt at some point in the season. But at the same time, so I, I look—you know—maybe does Dallas want to try and fill a void on mm. there on the defensive side? Uh, part of me also then does say, though, okay, you're going to put in so a ton of money for Dak, mm-hmm. and every good performance. More money, more money, more money. That's what that's what I think of it. Yeah, I mean, and that's but that's what Dak can say. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm at the end of the at the end of the year. And if they don't pay him and he walks, they're looking for a quarterback in the draft. At the end of the year, if they go, a, let's say, eleven and ten and six, eleven mm-hmm. and five, something like that, and they go to the playoffs, and they let's say let's say they make a significant run in the playoffs, mm-hmm. Dak's getting his money. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, you then want to make sure that your big money quarterback yeah. has all the weapons he needs mm-hmm. to be successful. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott, boom, huge weapon. Amari Cooper, huge weapon. Michael Gallup, turning into a pretty good weapon. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I know he's like the ageless wonder, and he came back out of the booth to do it, but Jason Winton, 
Guy racks up tons of catches. He's not, you know, getting you your 100 yards or anything like that, but an eight-catch game for mm-hmm. 50 yards and a touchdown, not out of the question. Yeah. Not, but another receive. I think Dallas could go for another wide receiver. I think it would make sense well, and, for them to do that. And the reason why I think it's so prime for them to is because I look at the wide receivers available and there's a chance, although I didn't have this many going in my first round, there's a possibility that we have one, two, three, four, five, six wide receivers go in the first round. So five to six wide receivers were Jerry Judy, top five, CeeDee Lamb, top 15, Harry Ruggs the third also could be a top 15 pick in the draft, um, Senault Jr., who I have at 21, We'll say could be top 20 in the draft. T. Higgins could also be a top 20 pick, depending on where teams go. And then kind of at the very end, a just tail of the first round, uh, you've got Jalen um, Rigor, the wide receiver out of TCU. So, like, there's those wide receivers. But then there's also, I look at later on, where it's like the defensive idea is interesting that you bring up. I mean, if I look at my mock, linebacker is going to be interesting because the the only other linebackers really available would be Dylan Moses from Alabama, but he's more of an inside guy. Sean Lee's on the outside. Um, and then Kenneth Murray, the linebacker from uh, Oklahoma. But if they're going to go cornerback or D-line, you've got Javon, Javon Kinlaw on the inside of that line. You've got... Um, Paulson Adebo from Stanford. You've also got Bryce Hall from Stanford on the cornerback side. Um, you've got Julian Akwara, the defensive end from Notre Dame. Um, so, I mean, what? <laughs> Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Okay, Quasimoto. <laughs> but, but I mean, like, there are defensive guys there. It's just linebacker might be a little bit of a reach. That's why I went wide receiver. They're losing a lot, and hey, I could see Jerry Jones fucking it up where it's like, I give Dak the money. We don't have any money for Amari Cooper, and they really need a wide receiver at that point. No, there's no way that Cooper does not get his money with Dallas. He should. He should. Dak and Amari should get their money. I don't know why they have not already. Like, they should be locked up. Like, you should have wanted to lock them up sooner. But I get that Dallas has a ton of, they had Jalen Smith they have to worry about. They had Ezekiel Elliott, and it's like, There had to be an order, and this is just the order that's fallen into. Yeah, no, and I think that's right. At that point, when you have so many guys Mm -hmm. up for a new contract, that's a tough spot to be in. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I don't envy Jerry Jones on that one at all, and you have to try and be as careful as possible with it. You want to try and give guys the money they deserve Mm -hmm. at the right time. Time Time's a huge thing, all those types of things. So I do get that, but Mm -hmm. you don't want to lose. You're not going to lose Dak. You're not. Yeah. But you don't want to lose Amari Cooper. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't think you're going to lose him either, and I think he wants to be with the Cowboys, especially Mm -hmm. if they're winning, because uh, his alternative would be he might go and think, ugh. The Raiders might try and get me again. I don't want to go back. <laughs> I mean, I if he walks, the Lions will throw him money. The Cardinals will throw him money. Um, I'm trying to think. The Jets could throw him money. Like There are teams out there. The Dolphins could throw him money. I don't know why you wouldn't go play with the Dolphins. Oh. Um, I'm trying to think other teams. 
The Bears, I don't think, really need a wide receiver, plus they wouldn't throw him money. Well, the um, Bears, you know, uh, people would argue the wide, having a wide receiver group is great, but yeah. who's throwing it? The Packers could also because, like, yeah, their wide receiver group has been good, but they don't have that Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb. Like, Devonta Adams is their number one. But other than and he's that, been out for much yeah, of the year. Exactly. That's why hasn't seemed to matter. That's why, but. as I'm listing guys, I'm like, oh, wait, Adams is still on the team. Uh, as I'm thinking, Gmo, uh, Devonta Scan- Scandling, like, all these guys where it's like, where's Devonta Adams? Kind mm-hmm. of a situation. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think. Oh, Last quick thing before we move on because they're in this range. Doesn't need a quick thing. Cam Newton on the IR. Are the Panthers going? You don't have to go into who they are not. They just a yes or no and a little bit. Are we ready to throw the Panthers hat into drafting a quarterback in this draft because of Cam Newton going to the IR? Or will they be like, nope, Kyle Allen's our guy even if Cam doesn't start for them next year? I think it's really going to depend on where the Panthers end up at the end of this season, mm-hmm. and I think they'll be able to evaluate it from there. I'm not ready to say to one way or another. I'm not ready yet, okay. and I don't think the Panthers should be either because they have a lot more evaluating to do mm-hmm. in terms of Cam's injury yeah. and in terms of Kyle Allen's talent. Mm-hmm. Um, because while I think he is good, you want someone who you know is going to be good for the foreseeable future and isn't just a flash in the pan. Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below in that comment section. But Brandon, let's move on into the third and final segment of the mock draft. If you guys are checking us out on YouTube, you got to check out the other two segments. Brandon and I broke down one through 10, every freaking team in the top 10, went over an hour and 15 on that. And then we broke down a couple teams from 11 through 21 also. Both of those will either be in the description on the YouTube channel. Check them out. If you're listening on podcast services around the world, though, you're the real MVP. You're the trooper. Well, we're all real MVPs, but you're the real troopers is the water that I'm drinking is trying to make water burps as I'm talking. But you guys are going all the way through this because this may be close to a three-hour PTP, the first one that we've ever had. But, Brandon, let's close out this podcast. Before we do, make sure to follow us on Twitter. I am at Ricky Widmer. Brandon is at Young underscore Swan 19. Most Valuable Podcast is at Most Valuable Pod. But let's close this out at 22. I've got the Colts going with T. Higgins, the wide receiver, out of Clemson. Then at number 23, the Minnesota Vikings, my Minnesota Vikings, going with Javon Klinlaw, the DT out of Southern or out of South Carolina. Almost had them go with Alex Leatherwood out of uh, Alabama, the offensive lineman. That might have been a little bit too much of a reach for Viking fans that are like, Ricky, we need offensive line help. I know, but I went with Kinlaw instead of Leatherwood. Then the Chiefs, or as Brandon likes to call them, the Chefs, going with Paulson Adibo, uh, the cornerback out of Stanford. Then the Dolphins, their third pick via the Texans, going with Yatar Gross Matos, the edge rusher out of Penn State. Then I've got the Bills going with Julian Akwara, the defensive end from Notre Dame. The Packers going with Trey Adams, offensive tackle out of Washington. Seahawks going Curtis Weaver, edge rusher from Boise State. Ravens going Dylan Moses, the inside linebacker from Alabama. Saints going Bryce Hall, cornerback from Virginia. 
Patriots go Alex Leatherwood, offensive lineman from Alabama. And then the 49ers go with Kenneth Murray, the linebacker from Oklahoma. And before we get in to everything that we were going to talk about, do you remember the question I asked at the very beginning of the podcast or towards the beginning of the podcast, Brandon, of uh, which pro- which pro- which prospects should people count in this podcast? Which school I asked to people to count how many people I had going from this one school? Do you no. remember what school that was? Oh, um, uh, Alabama. Alabama. Do I know how many people from Alabama I have in this draft? Um, I'm going to throw out the number of five. Tua Tonga Viola, that's one. Jerry Judy, that's two. Henry Ruggs third. that's three. Trayvon Diggs, that's four. Raekwon Davis, that's five. Dylan Moses, that's six. Alex Leatherwood, that's seven. That was close. I don't know if seven t- Crimson Tide get taken in the 32 picks that we have, but that's what I've got for my first one. I felt like seven picks was a lot as I was going through it, but hey, if you got the talent, it's going to be there. We're going to talk about a couple of these teams, and I'm going to throw out a question for you at the end. But the first one, we got to talk about them whenever you are on the podcast because along with being a Bears fan, you are also a Chiefs fan. What are you thinking with the Chiefs in the draft this year? What do you think should be the big emphasis for the Chiefs? Because I went with cornerback only because – it looks like defense is going to be a big, like, their defense needs some bolstering. Cornerback could be something they look at, linebacker, but also they might need some offensive guard help. What are you thinking should be the target for the Chiefs this year as the rest of this season moves on and as we move on in the draft process going all the way to April? So I definitely like uh, what you're putting there for the Chiefs in terms of cornerback, but... What I really think the Chiefs need, it's certainly staying on the defensive side, but they need to be able to stop somebody up front. And I think what we saw from the Chiefs early on in the season, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to bring this back to our fantasy football league where you played because you have Mark Ingram and he ran all over the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs need to be able to... Why Dalvin Cook got upset that... You know, they didn't give them the ball enough to run over the Chiefs also. The Chiefs need to be able to stop somebody up front against (laughs) Mm -hmm. the run. So you're saying interior linemen is what they should be looking at, or just anybody on the line. I think an interior lineman would be good. I Mm -hmm. mean, don't get me wrong. If you're able to get somebody who's a really, really good talent, and they're able to be, and they happen to be somebody in the secondary, I'm not against Mm -hmm. that. But I definitely think that where the Chiefs need to be looking is up front. They need help up front to be Mm -hmm. able to stop the run because, I mean, it's been like a nosebleed that it just keeps going right through the Mm -hmm. tissues or the Kleenex, whatever you would like to call your your brand of of, uh, white thing. And um, I, (laughs) I, I, I think that. That's where it needs to start for the Chiefs. If they're looking defense and they're able to get somebody up front, that's where they need to go because it's been very apparent that 
they are struggling to do that. Now, they've gotten better. They got better against Denver. Mm -hmm. They were better there. And they didn't let Dalvin Cook run all over them. It wasn't stupid wild. I mean, he got his yards, but that was also with rushing and receiving. So I think that what the Kansas City Chiefs need to be able to do is they need to be able to look for somebody up Mm -hmm. front at the line. An interior would be ideal if they're able to. Yeah, and I mean, with the interior, the main reason of why I didn't in this mock have them go there is also it's just not available. Because to me, with the interior linemen, the three that are probably going to be taken in the first round are Derek Brown, Javon uh, Kinlaw, and Raekwon Davis. Those are the three that people are kind of looking at right now. You could maybe go with a Marvin Williams or Marvin, not Williams, Marvin Wilson from Florida State. But I mean, really, Kinlaw Davis and Brown are the three that you look at. However, maybe in the next month, like as things morph and things move, do some of these guys fall? Because like Kinlaw went just a pick before the Chiefs. Raekwon Davis went in our second segment. He went to the Jaguars at 20. So it's like these guys aren't vastly far. It's not like I'll say for the Chiefs, they're not getting Derek Brown. Derek Brown is not, well, I shouldn't say never because a pot video could come out the day of the draft and he falls from 9 all the way to 24. But really, I don't see Derek Brown falling from 9 all the way to this third segment of where the Chiefs will probably be because they're probably going to be a playoff team. I just think in general, whether it's the off, like whether it's the up front, whether it's the second level, whether it's the third level, the Chiefs need to go defense. Defense, defense, defense should be their point of attack because I look at their team and I go, your offense is fine. Your offense won a game against a really good defense and you didn't even have Patrick Mahomes out there out there like that's how good your I know. team was I know like the Vikings should have won that game and it's not that the Chiefs played bad but it was there for the taking Mahomes wasn't playing that should have been one that the Vikings won and the Chiefs got away with it and the Chiefs when you get a win like that you take it and you move on they should be really feeling really good about their offense because they don't really need pieces in the first round in my sense with me it's just they need defense. Whatever is the best position available at whatever level of the defense you're at, that's what you go with. So if like a Kinlaw is there, you take him. But if he's up, you go with a a, a, a Paulson a, 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 a Debo, if I could say that right. Um, if he's gone and Kinlaw's gone, then okay. Next one up, I'm going to go with a Kenneth Murray. I'm going to go with a... Um, the other linebacker from, uh, where is he? Uh, Dylan Moses from Alabama. Defense, defense, defense should be on the mind for the Chiefs in the first round, no matter where they're at. The second team I wanted to ask you about, though, is we know them fairly well because our teams play them. The Bears and the Vikings play them twice a year, and they're the Green Bay Packers. I looked at the Packers, and I had them go offensive tackle because protecting Aaron Rodgers is a must. But going back to a conversation we had in the last topic of wide receivers and with possibly six wide receivers being taken, are the Packers a prime team to go back to the wide receiver well? Because right now, the only wide receivers they're going to have under contract at the end of this year 
Devonta Adams, Vontez Scatling, Equiminia St. Brown. Now you have guys like Cumro and Alan Lazar. They're RFAs or estimated RFAs, I believe is what ERFA stands for. Um, but like Gmo, Geronimo Ellison, and Ryan Grant are both unrestricted free agents at the end of the year. Do the Packers, in your mind, look to just re-sign those guys, or do the Packers look, hey, if a T. Higgins falls, if a, um, I'm trying to think of the name I'm thinking of, um, out of TCU, um, I'm going to pull it up, uh, Jalen Rigor. If one of those guys is there, do the Packers go to that wide receiver well before trying to maybe protect Aaron Rodgers and going offensive lineman with an offensive tackle? But see, that's the th- that's the thing, though, is that I think that if they go with an offensive lineman, that is, th- they're 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 going they're they're making the stride to make sure. Okay, we are going to protect Aaron Rodgers. We're mm-hmm. going to make sure that he is going to stay upright, that he's going to stay healthy, and that we're also going to be able to continue to grow uh, and improve the running game that is already good, but continue to mm-hmm. make that good. Uh, for the Packers, though. When it comes to a receiver, so you have Devontae Adams. I know you went through some of this already, but yeah. um, do you do you go and you try and get a a absolute number two? Because right now, this is how I feel. You've got Devontae Adams, and then you've got a couple of guys. Yeah, well, you used to have Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson. Like, you had a three-headed monster of Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, and Devontae Adams. And, and now just Adams is the only one left. And when you had them... You had when you had, um, gosh, I even Jimmy Graham is also. I, I was going to say, gosh, year. I even remember Greg Jennings, but he was a long time ago. It yep. feels like now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he went to the Vikings and then retired. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I think that that's that. But that's what you need. You need the the next Jordy Nelson. Mm-hmm. You need the next Randall Cobb. And yeah. and and do you do you think? That they have it in uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling and or in Geronimo Allison. I don't. I would love to say like I would love to say Geronimo Allison is their next number two. I don't think they have the number two on this roster. I truly don't. And the thing that I also think is I don't know if they're gonna be like if T. Higgins falls to them, which was close in my mock, where what T Higgins went twenty two to the Colts, who could use a wide could use a number two wide receiver next to T Y Hilton, mm-hmm. um, with Jacoby Brissett. If he falls, then yes, T Higgins to me could possibly be the number two for that team. But I just I don't know outside of Judy Lamb, Ruggs, Senault, and Higgins if there's a guy that's going to be the number two. Like there's guys I like like. I love Donovan Peoples um, Jones, the wide receiver mm-hmm. out of Michigan, but he's not a guy you're going to take in the first round. He's going to be maybe a late second, early third at the soonest. Um, and I haven't even thought about outside the first round because obviously I don't do my full seven round mock draft until we get to closer to draft time. I think like late March, early April is when I release that big bad boy. Um, but I mean, I don't think, to answer your question, I don't think that wide receiver 
is on the roster. Now, the other thing I'm going to throw out there also is you mentioned the running backs. Yes, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones are good, but do the Packers almost think like, hey, their contracts are coming up soon also. Wide receivers are kind of taken. I don't want to reach for one. Hey, but Swift out of Georgia is here. Do we go for him to kind of combat maybe a contract issue that they're going to have, not this offseason, but the next offseason when they're going to have to not just pay Jamal Williams, but pay Aaron Jones as well. And then if they take a DeAndre Swift this year, hey, maybe we don't have to pay one of those guys and we can just pay the one we like and have Swift be the backup running back after next year. Yeah, I I think that there's a lot of different ways that they could go with this, Mm -hmm. but I think that the Packers do probably have to look for another weapon for Aaron Rodgers, and I and that's even in a season where Aaron Rodgers is having you know a really good year. The Mm -hmm. Packers are having a really good year at at seven and two, but there there needs to be another weapon Mm -hmm. on that offense, and I think that. Because for too many times, and the reason I, I, I say this is because for too many times, mm-hmm. it's been Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams. Too much of just one guy. Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while, it's like, oh, and Marcus Valdez-Scantling had a good game. Mm-hmm. Or, and, oh, um, you know, um, Geronimo Allison, you know, came up big this yeah. week. The consistency isn't quite there. So if they were able to find that guy at the wide receiver position mm-hmm. who could, you know, be another weapon there and provide some consistency, that would be a really big boost for Green Bay. Well, and I think another thing that needs to be said for really this range, really 21 through 32, is it really depends on what happened. Like these. These teams are hard to talk about right now because you don't know where they're going to be at the end of the year because, like, the Packers could lose in the wild card round. And then it's like, okay, now we're between pick 21 through 24 instead of being at 27. They could also go to the Super Bowl, lose the Super Bowl. Okay, they're at 31. They can go to the conference championship game and lose. Okay, now I'm either... 29 or 30. So, I mean, that's why this third region out of the video and podcast, this is probably going to be the shortest segment because these teams in my mind are so hard to predict what they're going to do right now because, A, they're really good. They're they're good, complete teams most of the time. Like, you look at these teams, 49ers, they're probably outside of this mold where they can add some pieces that can help them. But like Patriots, Saints, Baltimore, Seattle, Green Bay, Buffalo, Houston, KC, Minnesota, Indy, Dallas. These are all complete teams. They're not teams with any gaping holes, except for I know like the Packers, you said like they need a number two wide receiver, but gaping enough to where it's not crippling their team record wise. So with this one, it's just how does the season unfold? Where do the Packers end up? Where do they lose? Are they in this range because they lost in the divisional round? Do they lose in a wild card game? So now they're 21 through 24. 
that's the big thing to look at through these and how we're going to maybe get those answers as the season completes and we know for sure where they're picking. Last thing I'm going to ask you is, I'll ask this because I have Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm's the only quarterback I didn't have go in the first round. Do you think there's a team, any position, whether it be wide receiver, whether it be for a quarterback, whether it be for a defensive player, do you think we see what we saw with Teddy Bridgewater, what we saw with Lamar Jackson? I'll say quarterback because that's the one we see it with. If Jake Fromm does not make it into the first round, does a team for this one call up the 49ers, try to trade up to draft Fromm in the first round to get that fifth-year option on him like the Vikings did with Teddy, like the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson? The 49ers? Because right now the 49ers are the 32nd pick in the mock. That's why I threw their name out. No. Because they're the last pick in the mock. No. So you don't think a team tries to trade up for Jake Fromm if he's made it all the way through the first round? Because, like, I get the option part to get the fifth option, but Jake Fromm, from what he's shown this year, how far is he going to fall? Far. Okay. And I think that's the problem that I have right now. Is he going to fall early second, or is he going to be late second? Like, that's the question. If it's early second, maybe a team (sighs) does. But if it's late second... I'm not trading up to give up picks to get just a 50-year option on him if I'm going to take him late second, early third. Yeah. Like if he's a Drew Locke range. Jake uh, J- Jake Fromm, honestly, has been, ever since we started talking about mm-hmm. him a while back, he's just kind of been, I feel like, regressing. Jake from State He Fram. hasn't been making his name, he hasn't been putting his name out there mm-hmm. as much as these other guys have yeah. been. And he's, and, and it's and it's not because he's on some team that no one watches or is anything. It, that's is it not, the weapon? That's not the case. I just think it's, but people would argue the good quarterbacks don't need the best weapons. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, good point. So, I just I I don't think that anyone's going to be reaching on him mm-hmm. at the end of it all. Yeah, I mean he's going to be the interest the most interesting one in my mind because like you look at the the wide receivers they have he doesn't have like Alabama has two wide receivers that are high up there. Jalen Hurts has C D Lamb. Trevor Lawrence has T Higgins. Jake Fromm doesn't have that guy. Now, Jake Fromm has DeAndre Swift in the backfield. He's got Andrew Thomas blocking for him. But, yeah, I feel like he's been the one that's kind of just been slipping down the board ever so slightly, except for the people that hate Jalen Hurts in my mind. And are like, he's not going to be a first-round talent. I think Jalen Hurts is definitely going to be a first-round talent. Um, Fromm will be – like, if Fromm then goes to the playoffs and plays well – do you think all is forgotten? Let's say Georgia makes the playoff somehow, and Jake Fromm wins the whole thing with Georgia. Is kind of all of, all is forgotten, or is it like, no, we still have the film from your other games this year. It's not just one playoff game or two playoff games changed your story. Unfortunately, I feel like amongst a lot of people, <laughs> all is forgotten. Yeah. Because winning can forgive a lot of sins. But hopefully the scouts... Study that tape and go. No, no, no. We see the tape, and they would. Tape don't lie, and they would. But 
it would also it, it would he's a winning quarterback. It would boost him up mm-hmm. boards for sure. So, any final thoughts about anything in the mock or any thoughts on the Bears and their draft? Because they no, don't have first round pick. No, again. and I don't have the energy to talk about them right now. <laughs> Uh, so oh. I'm I'm gonna say no. I don't have any final thoughts. Well, thank you guys for checking out this long podcast. I also got to thank Brandon. We had a marathon tonight, and he didn't have to. He could have just said no, Ricky. I want to do what's your fantasy, and then you can do the mock draft on your own and talk to a camera <laughs> in your own house. Um, but I totally am thankful for Brandon. Um, love talking to you about the draft. For thanks for the invite. If I'm doing my math right, we're gonna be at about. An hour 15, then I'll be nice and say 42 minutes, which would be, if my math is correct, almost two hours, and then another, what, 22 minutes here? So, yeah, about two and a half hours of draft talk for you guys, but we love doing it. This is the start of the most wonderful time of the year, which is draft Make sure to obviously patreon.com backslash most of our podcast to help support the channel. We cannot do this without the support of our patrons. Make sure to also follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash most valuable podcast. Thank you for Brandon or thank you to Brandon for coming on and doing this with me. Thank you for you guys watching and listening. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.